0: All right, so episode forty-two, we're back, uh, and this has been uh, someone that we've been super excited and uh, really looking forward to, man. Flex Wheeler, man, I, fi- I can't believe you're actually here.
1: I know, uh, you know, Matt's been contacting me for a couple of weeks now, uh, trying to get this going. So sorry, you know, it wasn't wasn't due to putting you off obviously you know how I feel about you and we go super far back is just you know health problems in hospitals and stuff like that but don't matter I'm here now well so.
0: it's it's crazy because you know when we talk about bodybuilding and the bodies that are on stage uh, your physique is probably the the prettiest and most complete body that ever graced the stage and that's like what you're known i mean i know they call you the sultan of symmetry and they call you all these other things but
1: got a few people call me other things too of (laughs) course but you
0: you know you genetically i mean we talk about genes and and uh you know bodies that are built for bodybuilding and you know everyone talks about the body of flex wheeler
1: you know I, i i can't i can't take no credit for that right? No more than I can take credit for my skin color or my height. That, that was just my, my father in heaven who blessed me with that. You know, um, that's the easy part, but no matter what, you know, I think regardless, whether we're an A list or a C list of something that we're doing or D list, um, uh, we just want to be accepted as a person. And for you saying that, and, and here are the peers and people saying that is, it's, it's for me, I take it as acceptance and, You know, I've said this a billion times, but it it doesn't get old. It doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight or a lesbian or, you know, you come from Venus or Mars or green antennas coming out of your head. You just want to walk into a room and be accepted by people and not judged. So when you say that, you know, someone as great as you are, and when I hear other people say that who, who, in my opinion, reached the pinnacle of the sport, and they look down and say that about me. It's like, wow, what better acceptance can you get? You know, just earning that respect from your peers.
0: Let me ask you a question: mm-hmm. What's the best body that's ever hit a bodybuilding stage? Flex Wheeler. When though? Was it ninety-three? Mm-hmm. That twisting back yes. shot. Yeah, that is the most perfect, I think, physique ever to walk the stage. Like I have the quad stunt, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, quad yeah, yeah, stomp yeah, 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 yeah. You do like, yeah. two thousand nine, which was late in my career, right? Even after you even said I shouldn't have won one of those Olympics. Oh right? a, yeah, yeah, 2007, a, right? A, was a, I was, sta- was I was a, actually so. standing outside so, when you and so Chad. Was that Vic, Victor, 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 yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so thanks listen, for bringing that up. No, we, we, <laughs> we talk about yeah, everything yeah, 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 here. We're so, friends, friends. Now. that '93 season was like people that I wish social media existed <sighs> then because that physique. I mean, if you, I want you to be honest. Yes, sir. Has there been a body like that that's ever hit the stage that you've seen since then? I know you're inside that body. Right. Be honest with us.
1: But I don't. I don't think there's ever been another body of a. There's. There's never. Everyone's going to be alone. Another Jay. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. You know. There's never going to be. There's never going to be a freaking Ronnie. You know. Um. So to answer that question, simply no, because there's never going to be another one of us. And and I wouldn't want it to be. I would want it to be a better version anyway. You know. If, you know, like. I feel records are meant to be broken. And if they're not never broken, then that means that sport or whatever it is hasn't excelled beyond that. You know, man, you're in the cars. You so more now than me. Uh, but you take, you know, Mercedes-Benz back in our days versus Mercedes-Benz. They can't compete. Why should they? It's evolved. So, you know, uh, our records should identify to our sport continuously evolving. And I don't, I don't really think it's the greatest thing for our sport for me to be argumentatively one of the Comparing best, or you, or yeah. Ronnie, or because we're so outdated. So what does that mean about our sport? <clears throat> you know what I mean?
2: What about what about this? That physique, could it have been better?
1: Yeah. Where? Everywhere, <laughs> especially here. Where the mind goes, the body follows. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't know nothing about bodybuilding in. I didn't know about dieting in. I didn't know about diuretics. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very honest. I took
0: one... Oh, dactone for that show i know but dude like i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna dive straight in and i don't want to get like i know we have a lot to talk about but you know that physique was the greatest right I at I that point but did you chase that physique every show after 93 no i
1: tried to be. see so so that's a mistake like i think i think most athletes when they they have their debut in their sport um they continuously getting better. They don't hit off like in their ninety percentile, and and in my ignorance, and I think also the ignorance of the sport because it wasn't me. I'm so green. I remember after the Honor Classic, a judge coming up to me telling me, "Yeah, you won this, but that physique never can stand next to Dorian. You better get better." And I'm like, and you know, I, I was kind of rough around the edges. I looked at him like, "What the f you mean? Yeah, the only way I'm gonna get better is in a coffin. How can I get harder than that? You know, being a horse." But the truth is, I wasn't aware at that time that I was, like, in my 90 percentile the best I could be. So being that other physiques like, like Ronnie and like Dorian beat me, that means that they, they're viewing that physique better than mine. So I chased after whatever the winning physique was, right? And it, it was wrong. I remember, you know, Chris finally admitted to me, but when we were uh, training together, you know, he was like, man, listen, I, I got, and he just stopped. I'm like, no, 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 tell me. And it was years later, after I retired, he finally told me. I was like, you know, why did you wait? He goes, because I wanted to beat you. I go, what were you going to tell me? And he goes, man, don't change. Just don't change, Flex. Just just, kind of better what you are, but don't chase after that weight. He goes, but I didn't tell you that because I I wanted to beat you, and I knew that would be your downfall. But, you know, um, it's kind of, so I was so immature with that. You know, you look at someone like, like like yourself or, you know, even more so, um, I think um, Sean, you know, he didn't chase after us size-wise. He stayed right in his comfort zone where you get, you know, I won't say other competitors' names, but they're a small physique like him. But they're chasing after that size. And we look at them and like, come on, man, that's too much weight for you, you know, at, at whatever, 5'3 or 5'4. So I I also wasn't comfortable enough who I was as a person so I just chased that person but I didn't know anything I mean geez that was my second pro show and I know you were I don't the even know how I yeah I don't even know how I did Hunter that. Lebrada in the I know I know was like crazy I know but that twisting double bicep uh shot I just I just emulated after all these other greats you know Serge Newbrayton these these guys that I thought hit these poses but I didn't know what I was doing man you know um I didn't know what I was doing at all. I just remembered a great field heel with the massive legs, right? Uh, he did. The, he used to do the splits. And uh, I met him, and he guest posed one time, uh, and he did the splits. And uh, he's like, you know, he's like, man, let's go, you know, because he guest posed in Fresno. And he's like, let's go have dinner. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this dude is inviting me to dinner. And I remember walking. He was kicking his legs out like this because they are so massive. And he's like, you know, so I he heard you've been a martial artist, that and other. He goes, can you do it splits? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, do it on stage. And I'm like, who cares about some skinny yeah, bastard no doing really it, you know? It. And he goes, oh, man, a crowd would love it. I go, but yeah, look at your legs. He goes, no, just do it at a separate. And that's, that's why I started doing it splits, you know?
0: So. You get chills when you watch this ever?
1: Or? Um. No, I don't. I don't get chills. Actually, it's probably more negative thoughts than anything. Because I I know what I was thinking. I know how I was hurting uh, mentally and everything like that. You know, and I I look at my history and and pictures like that, and even you know the uh, the little picture of it, me there smiling, and I was like, wow, I just I just wish you loved
0: yourself more. Mm-hmm. You appreciated the physique that you presented. Just Your me, confidence. life.
1: Because I mean. At that point in time i was still trying to kill myself i mean i was just very i was very dedicated to trying to take myself t- trying to take my life you know i mean the first time i tried to kill myself and i'm not talking about um like thoughts i'm talking act you know first time i acted and ended up in the hospital i was 12 years old you know and and throughout my entire career I I act I did certain acts trying to take my life you know like like speeding driving at 190 miles an hour, it's not that I'm I'm that big of a speed demon I just didn't care and I just didn't want to be here so when I look at that you know I'm just like wow man I just I wish I can just go back and tell that kid just man enjoy yourself you know look what you're doing you know love yourself you know you deserve to be here but you know I I said it in a, a video the other day when I turned 57 you know. I didn't think I would ever get out of my 20s. Yeah,
0: happy birthday, by the way. Thank you, thank <laughs> no
1: you, thank you. I, I didn't think I'd get out of my 20s, so I lived like I wasn't going to be here long. I yeah. spent money and burned through everything in my 30s and my 40s, and now I'm finally, you know, um, I, I'm at a point now, where I appreciate it. Yeah, the last time I was in a hospital it was just so horrible, and I've never had heart problems, you know. Um, you know, they've always said, you know, geez, you know, Flex, you, you've been in hundreds of surgeries. Thank God your heart's so strong. But this time my heart did something. I can't remember what it was, but they rushed in a room because they had all these monitors on me all the time. And he's like, How do you feel? And I'm like, I'm fine, I was asleep. What's going on? He's like, Wow, you know, your heart did something eight times in a row. And I'm like, What? I'm like, now what? And they're like, nothing. If it was worse than that, we wouldn't be talking to you, Flex. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can I can try to fight to recover. Right. I can be strong when they have medication and like, listen, flex, you know, you got to keep breathing or else we got to take you off of it. I can fight. How do you fight to make your heart keep doing its job? I couldn't go to sleep. And um, I had these dark thoughts. And this is the first time I'm ever talking about this. I had these dark thoughts where it's almost like my spirits came out and they were looking at me like here you have been calling death upon yourself since you were a kid. It's closer than you think. I couldn't sleep for days because I'm like, at what point, anybody who passed away, at what point do they realize they're not here anymore? It's like that, that quote, wake up dead. I'm like, Jesus, what if I go to sleep and I wake up and I realize I'm not here? I don't want that. So I just, at that point, I made a decision like, man, I'm never going to have suicidal thoughts. I'm never going to try to take my life anymore because it's going to happen. So man, I'm just going to live as hard as I can. I'm going to smile. I'm going to enjoy life the pain that I go through and everything like that, I'm just going to embrace it because I'm here. And look how many people we lost in our sport alone. Mm -hmm. So, man, you know, um, so that's what I wish. um, That's my biggest wish that I could go back and just like, man, just tell myself, man, just, you're okay. You're okay, kid. Enjoy yourself.
0: You know, it's amazing for me, like, to to hear you speak like that. And obviously it's emotional for you. um, But, you know, as as a young kid, uh, venturing to Gold's Venice. I mean, there was a trio there. <laughs> I'm going to call you guys the trio. It was yeah. you, you, Rico, and, and Chris. Chris. Yeah, And you guys would tear the gym up. And I hear the stories, you know, how you guys would challenge each other. You guys were like the strongest guys. Anyone that would come in the gym, you guys tried to intimidate them. Oh, yeah. to, like you would actually work next to them oh, yeah. to say, don't fuck with us in our territory. Right, this right? is our house, yeah. And... You know, someone that boasts that much confidence. I watched you watch you walk into Gold's Venice with that strut. (laughs) I watched you park. You know, your your fancy car. Sit out for an hour waiting for parking. And your meditation would be the loudest music you could to whatever popular hip hop music was then happening. Right. And every everyone respected you, and you owned that gym when you walked in in the in the singlets of the hot skins right the (laughs) high high atomic socks yeah Yeah. and you know you would kind of just give the nod to everybody because that's that's what i experienced for the first time i was i spent eight hours in the gym the first time i went to gold's Venice in 1993 around the usa and chris Chris was competing yeah and you guys were over in the corner and john sherman was there you guys charles glass was just watching you know chris and Chris was the underdog, right? But he yeah. was your training partner. You had won the year prior, so you were the man, right? Sherman had won the nationals, I believe, that fall. Yeah. And
1: damn, you got a memory, yeah. And, and you know, start.
0: and I walked in there, and I'm like, "That's Flex Wheeler," Jeez. because we, I had only seen you in the books, and they used to have these Flex articles, how you know, you guys were the old school guys, barbell bench pressing, which you never see anyone doing anymore. Uh, <laughs> you train at Dragon's Lair, you train at all these gyms. Does anyone barbell bench press incline anymore like that? It's the
1: best freaking chest movement. That's and out you there. guys would
0: do five plates. Yeah. You did the two hundred pound dumbbells on a Flex magazine photo shoot at Metrics. Do you remember that? Yeah,
1: damn your memory. Yeah. <laughs> do you take those memory pills or something? Yeah, what the hell? Those memories? Ridiculous. But you gotta understand
0: grief. you gotta understand, bro. I studied. I studied what you guys did because my dream as an East Coaster was to move to To California, But my perception was like, these guys don't work hard. Mm. And then I saw what you guys were doing. But I still thought you guys had the life because here you are showing up in convertibles. And, you know, you're walking into the gym basically in tank tops or sleeveless tees or whatever else. And, you know, here I am in Massachusetts sledging in the gym with with boots and having to change because we're going through the snow. And I'm like, man, I just got to get to California. You know, I see Sean Ray doing the same kind of thing. Fancy cars, pretty girls things you're doing right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but you know for 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 you to say like hey i i didn't love myself and i had i didn't have like self-esteem yeah it's shocking to me like and i'm sure it's shocking to a lot of the the listeners and viewers that are because like we think bodybuilders are loaded with with confidence
1: i think it's actually just the opposite jay you know maybe you're one of those and and i'm not saying and i'm thankful that a lot of people weren't like cursed with with the thought of end of their own life i mean you really got to dive into that just for a second you know how bad can things be that you just want to take your life in a most devastating way but um i i i, I learned so um Starting off where where I left to give you a cue uh, to, to grab it, so honestly, you know what I found at a young age is um, you know because I I was sexually abused uh, at the age of five till I was like sixteen, and uh, you know I was always beat up you know by either my family members or just anybody on the street who wanted to have a, a good time, and uh, I fought then I fought in martial arts and I was extremely good but I, I just I was just wired different. I couldn't bring myself to hit someone. I mean, I would look at them, i like look at their face. And I'm like, wow, what if I, what if I kick them too hard and break their nose? Or, you know, man, what if I, what if I break their ribs? So here I am. So I would just take the ass whooping because it didn't hurt. Um, but my point is I learned at a young age that people will take your weaknesses and use them against you. I mean, you know, you can just be the most innocent person in the world and, Whoever that person is, if they find out, they're going to use it against you, you know. Um, they're going to take advantage of you, and that's just the way the world is. So not really understanding, you know, Jay, but this, I developed, I I, I didn't even know what was going on, and I can't really take credit for it, but I developed this, this Flex Wheeler character who just didn't take no shit. Like I said, I, I always fought. I was always great at fighting, but... The Flex Wheeler guy didn't mind fighting, so I could switch over to him. And if you wanted to make it happen, I'm like, man, let's make it happen. I'm enjoy hurting you, but that wasn't me as Kenny Wheeler. So I I just started buying more into the Flex Wheeler character. People liked him more than they liked me, and and you know, like right around like 1920, I fully just transoits and over to just to being Flex all the time. So that was that cocky, arrogant you know, person who walked through the door, but it was truly never, never me. It was just me being, you know, pretending to be that way. I mean, um, I remember Rico knew who I really was. I couldn't hide from long?
0: How long, I mean, Rico McClinton was, obviously, I know him as your training partner, but I know, you know, you guys are super close. How long did you know Rico for? Yeah,
1: amazing story. So I met Rico back when I was 19. Um, We did the Teenage Black America, which sounds very racist right now you know, in these days. but It, it was, was such a thing back then? Yeah, AAU.
0: It couldn't happen today. Yeah. No, nah, that's racist. Come on. Yeah. That's,
1: that's like saying, you know, <laughs> white bo- body, black bodybuilders can't, or Mexican can bodybuilders compete can't together. compete in yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but it was AAU, yeah. right? Not even MPC. Uh, it was a teenage black there. America, and um, Enrico flew down. It was in Fresno, my hometown. Enrico flew in from LA. I drove in from LA, and I remember, you know, him being this tall, big dude with this massive Afro, and I end up winning. It was only me and him in a category anyway, right? And I end up winning. And I remember him looking down at his trophy and kind of looking over at mine. I could tell he was full gangster. I could, You could feel that sana, 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 you know, fasana when you, you meet someone. And I remember looking at his trophy and looking over at mine, and I was thinking, I'm looking straight ahead like I could see you right now. And I'm looking straight ahead mm. like, this dude's about to take my fucking trophy. Okay. <laughs> 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 and uh, he just kept looking at mine and looking at his. I'm like, geez, he's really, he's really about to take my trophy on stage.
2: I'm thinking of a movie Friday right now with Debo. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Where's
1: my bike? <laughs> and um, and we didn't see each other ever again. And then I went to California. Uh, and uh, geez, uh, the mystic California. Is that 89? 89, or 89 right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it's my first time ever going to Ghost Gym. And it's just so crazy. I walk into Ghost Gym with my mentor, my best friend in the world. And he's everything to me, Ty Maguire, who got me into a high level of fighting. And he's the reason why I decided to go into full-time bodybuilding. Shout out to Ty. But um, we walked into the gym, and we we're looking around, and I'm like in awe like you were when you first. Come on, man. I'm like looking at the pictures. And walls seeing of how, greatness. Oh, my gosh. And watching just you, at any time you'll see an A-list celebrity, you know, walk in or Olympic gold medalist or anything like that. You know, Dennis Hopper walking around, you know, Gregory Hines. And I'm like, oh, my God. And literally, Rico walked out of the second room into the first room. They and he had the third room. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. didn't have this third yeah, yeah. room back then. So um, he's coming through the, the, the two big, you know, wide uh, doors or whatever. And I'm still standing at the gate, haven't walked in yet. And we make eye contact and we're staring at each other. And he goes, and I, and I point, but I'm like, no way. I'm like, Rico. He goes, flex. He went up to him and gave me the – he goes, man, I heard about you. I heard you went to California, blah, blah, blah. And we just clicked like that. From that point on, we were just inseparable. Um, so, yeah, what a maiden story. But, yeah, he's one of my closest friends in the world. I mean, you know, like you said, I was more flamboyant and flashy and all that. But Rico was always the leader of our team. You know, he didn't act that he didn't have to. But he was uh, with his confidence, uh, with his maturity. Me and Rico uh, – Me and me and Chris would – we would have easily hurt each other and ended one of our careers. You know, I mean, we would have fought, and one of us would have like not been the same ever, ever again. Um, but Rika was just so calm. Me and Chris would get in an argument, and Rika would just stand in between us, like, you know, you're right, you're wrong. You know, cut it out and just walk away. And at that point, you know, I feel like a, I feel ashamed of myself because he's right. You know what I mean? And me and Chris kind of look at each other and just, you know, turn around and walk away. But he was always the leader of our camp. What's Rico up to nowadays? Acting and, and uh, freaking um, directing. Yeah, the guy is just off the still chain. Still in the
0: gym. I see him at Gold Good. Venice when I go yeah. sometimes. He still has there. a few clients, yeah. but he's
1: massive in acting and, and awesome. teaching, acting, and, and and producing and editing and stuff like that. He's he's actually, um, him and his team are redoing the famous uh, bibliological uh, movie, um, Hercules, right now. Uh, the new version, like if Hercules live right now. But yeah, so proud of him, man. But yeah, he, he's... That... That's always you know everybody knows Rico's character. He's funny. You He's know, witty. You know like what that.
0: though? He I remember you guys razzing him when I came in there at twenty two years old and won the tournament of champions because he was at still at that level. Yeah. Like you guys were already pros, yeah. right? Yeah. You and Chris. Yeah. Um, you know, he turned Chris turned pro in ninety three. So when I came back in ninety five When yeah. I came back in ninety five and I won that tournament of champions, I remember you guys sit in the audience being like laughing and kind of razzing rico like okay this is what you have to deal with bro yeah, yeah. because he was still on still yeah. competing to try to get his card yeah so how did that affect i mean how was that you know based on you and chris you know earning pro status being like super popular and him coming along but not having a card like still try, trying to get the card did like it affect i, like it I said
1: he was so he was so mature it didn't bother him. I think he loved the sport more than me and and Chris put together. Um, but I, you know, we went to we went to roles, uh for movies. We went to roles for commercials together, and he would always get it. He was just charismatic like that. And I remember there was one um, commercial uh, for football player, and you know, I actually played football, and you know, I was in my prime. I looked, you know, the part and everything like that, right? And Rico ended up getting it, and I'm like, and he lied. You know, so they like you know every person state where you played, how long you played, and this that and other. So everybody's rattling off blah blah blah. All American, just that and other. Yeah, yeah. I rattle off mine, and Rico was like, "Where I played doesn't matter. What matter is I played and I played well." And I'm like, "You bastard, you!" <laughs> and he gets it. And I remember telling him like, "Rico, man, you know." And it was really hard for me. I was in tears, but I'm like, "Rico, you know, I don't." I don't think this bodybuilding thing is meant for why? you. Know, well,
0: why? Why? I know, but wh- was he a good bodybuilder? Is my question.
1: He was a decent bodybuilder, but his charisma, his his, his charisma and yeah. his personality spelled acting, and he always got roles.
0: He was loud in the gym. Yeah, yeah. He was always loud, and I think he kind of was like your ringleader of, like you said, he kind of handled the guys. Yeah, both, right? he he
1: he was. We we were all kind of loud in our own different way and everything like that rico was just different but it's just maturity i mean i, I even remember you know uh, one story and this is his maturity so um i could never leave like the house without having
0: like 10 grand in my pocket they're just knocking on Cut. the door next it's, it's up, they're doing something with the walls next door. okay
2: i was like is there someone out the front door yeah. I, I don't can't, see, I can't see nothing i know my vision ain't good but so
1: um so rico always had this this dots 210, uh, 210 or 280 Sports or whatever. Car, yeah, 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 you have to, yeah, And it was like, he was so heavy and it was leaning. so old. It leaned to the side yeah, and we'd yeah. drive and it'd be going like this. And I'd be so embarrassed of being in his car and it's like food crud all at the bottom. That's how deep he was in the game, like making his own meals and food all stuck in a corner and stuff. And I'd be like, I'm like looking around and he'd like he's driving and he would hit at the hardest looking girl. She could be in a, like a Bentley and he's freaking, you know, leaning out his car just... Is it starting to get too bad? No, you're good. Okay, Normie. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, uh, he was still hit on a dame, and I'll be like, I'm hiding, like good grief, man. I don't want to be seen here, and uh, I couldn't leave the house without thousands and thousands of dollars in my pocket, you know, and and, and whatever fancy car, and you know, I remember we were driving down Beverly Hills uh, in Hollywood, and you know, speaker. Blaring in an SO500 right when he first got him. Good grief. Where is that? Next door?
0: Yeah, they're redoing the wall, I guess.
1: Oh, great.
2: That's fucking ridiculous.
1: Will Will it pick up or no? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Okay. We'll keep, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Make them stop? <laughs> hey, could you stop doing that? Hey, could you eat a dick for me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you um, should go tell him. You should
0: go, say, guys, we're filming a podcast. Give us like 30, 40 Yeah, podcasts.
1: yeah, yeah. That is loud. Wow, good grief. I know you, they as the, uh, noise cancellation, but God dang, that's yeah, so powerful. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. I just want to say how proud I am of you. You know, it, it doesn't matter t- titles or, or anything like that. Just what you've done inside and outside of bodybuilding, man, I, I always brag about you. Um, you know, I, I, it's such an honor to know you and, and you're cool with me. You know, you give me advice as a few times we sat down and you like try to give me advice and stuff. So just, I uh, really appreciate that, Jay. Uh, thank um, you, man. So, Rico's sitting on his girl and you know, like I said, we're in my fancy car and uh, I know that almost every day I'm trying to kill myself and we're just driving and uh, I just look at him and like, I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, how Rico money don't make you happy, huh? And he's like, "Geez, Flex, finally, man, you learning?" And it's just you know coming from just being just ass poor, you know, hungry, wearing hand-me-downs, wearing clothes that you know you can't wash them every day, so your clothes stink and your stock your socks can damn near stand up on their own because you know you you don't take your shoes off at school because it smells so bad, and um, and then getting to where you make money. I just, I still had no self-esteem. So I would buy all these crazy things, you know, fancy cars or had to, had to have one of the finest girls around my arm or girls, you know, at the time I had a seven story house that Ed sold me in Venice. And, you know, I had two, $200,000 cars in my garage with a Harley. And I'm still in my house. Yeah. Still in my house, firing, literally firing my gun, you know, trying to get used to, uh, Taking my life and uh you know the one thing that i thought would bring me happiness would be money because i didn't have it and it didn't and that's when i realized you know if you're not happy with it, ain't no woman ain't no money gonna make you happy. i know
0: but th- you mean you had friends around you but you didn't, didn't by yourself them. right and i mean did you talk to people yeah, about this or not then no i think re- like you put on such a good act though i mean you go to the gym every day and you'd be in the gym twice a day training was the gym an outlet for you for it was an outlet or-
1: it was an outlet and it was a place where i didn't think about harming myself as soon as i'd walk out of the gym i'd become destructive you know whether it's just like freaking i remember i gave mickey rourke a, a ride in my uh, 930 slant nose and him not knowing it, he's just thinking it's fun but i was just reckless so I'm driving in between goes gym and houses around there, like at you know one forty, one fifty, freaking car drifting. More or less, I'm driving like that because I don't care
0: about my life. And what did he think?
1: Oh, he still texts me this day, man. I still remember that. I pissed myself. You really? Know? Yeah, because he's thinking it's fun, but he's not understanding the mental. You know, but uh, you weren't really in control. Who is? And see, you know, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm like a massive control freak. I don't know about it's you. A Leo. Matt. It's a Leo thing. Yeah, yeah, so I'm a Virgo, right? Oh, I'm on you're a cuff. On the yeah, I'm on a yeah, cuff, yeah. so I'm even more messed up, right? I think I'm a virgin <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think I'm a fighter, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but when you're really, if you're truly a control freak, you try to control everything your smile, how I am I'm walking in, in public, whether I'm standing up straight, my relationships, business. But the truth is, we're not in control of shit. And we're aware of it, which makes us kind of control it even more. And we can't. So we try to control even more. That's the the downfall of a true control freak. Because, you know, I always understood, you know, I could be in a car and I could slam on my brakes, but I don't have control of my car.
0: Hey, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... So, I, I got it. You're I'm walking like right. in like that, man. I'm
1: about to grip up on my shit, yeah. like, son. <laughs> so I, I, I hear you. a video. to put a sign
0: outside?
3: Yeah. I know, I oh, okay. I
1: have the sign. It's on my hip. Yeah. <laughs> I just show it to when they come through oh, the door.
0: We leave that in there, by the way. That's <laughs> the, can't the, can't man. the man. Song. man loves you. Yeah. I think he walks in on every yeah. podcast. So, I got
2: a question. So, at what point did you realize that you had these insecurities? and that you might have had uh, some mental health issues. Because yeah. I remembered reading your book. And yeah. you, was that the first time where yeah. you really... That's like, the first time I let everybody gave you that type of confidence to say, I'm not just going to talk about it, but I'm going to put it out publicly in a book so everybody sees my dirty laundry. Right, right. So the answer to your first
1: question, when did I realize it? I think the time that you have to try to put on a facade or act differently you have to realize it right in order for me to tell a lie I have to realize what the truth is therefore that's the reason why I'm changing that so it's like it's funny when people lie it's like I don't care if you lie you can't lie to yourself and soon as you lie you've already accepted that you know what the truth is right so that's the answer to that as soon as I started trying to put on a facade I realized who I really was um when I started trying to identify and wanting to change, it's like when I found out that I had this kidney disease that was going to take my life and we didn't know how long I'd be here. And um, Rico had already had gave his life back to God and he changed right in front of me, like within like a year, you know, he just slowly started clicking off of things, not cussing, not wanting to go out, not want to hang out, not, not want, want to chase girls and it profoundly affected me because this is my like this is my dog, man. We traveled the world together. We done everything together. We fought. We hurt people. We we help people. Um, so I remember asking him one day, you know, what's going on with you, man? It's like nothing. I'm like, no, tell me what's going on with you. And I can understand him thinking like, I can never tell Flex this. This dude is so far off the chain. Like you know, God can't help him. Nobody can help this dude because he's so full of himself. And I kept harping him, and he goes, fine, man, I, I start going to church, all right? And I was like, cool, man, you know, I want to go. And he goes, no, nah, it's okay, because it's like he thought I was BSing. And the bad part about it, I was raised in church. Rico never seen a church, but when he grafted, he just didn't. He, just like bodybuilding, acting, everything else, he didn't deviate from that game. And he affected me so tremendously. I started going to church, and I started restudying the Bible, and, um, and, and I'm not a Bible thumper now. I don't beat nobody over the head with my, my beliefs. I, my beliefs are my beliefs, and you can have yours. They don't change mine. You know, bless you, whatever so. yours are. But I'm good with mine. You can say anything you want. I'm so, my, my faith is unbreakable, you know, and, and I don't need to walk around like. It's the way it should be. Yeah, it's Superman. so um, when we're kids, we're normally introduced to church. But we don't understand Come on, man. We got testosterone running through us. We got thoughts. I mean, come, we can't share that. And they don't talk about that in church. So we don't feel comfortable. So we immediately go into hiding and live in a double life, right? Go to church, whatever mom or whatever dad says, you know, or Easter or Christmas. They
0: forced us to go. You know? Yeah.
1: So as an adult going back and looking at this, I had a different understanding. And, you know, just really quickly, if you listen to anyone, any of these great people like Adam or, or anyone in the Bible, they went through horrific things. You know, one guy was willing to take his son's life. He was on a downstroke when God said, stop. You have kids. Anybody who have kids, could you ever have the power to take your child's life because God said so? Come on, I'll be like, mm, sorry. You know, and so... Anyway, my point was reading all these stories and finding all these people had such massive setbacks. I was like, okay, I'm normal. I got a shot of being a decent person. You know, just because I have issues doesn't define me of being the issue. You know, just because I I, I do these bad things, they don't define me. So the difference between, in my understanding of Christianity, we're no better than nobody else. Nine times out of ten, we struggle harder because we know right from wrong. We just ask for forgiveness and try to change. Before, it was my way. It was my way to highway or get out of here. It was my team. Make it happen the way I want, whether it's relationships or anything else, guys Mm. or girls. It's me. If you don't want to get on this train, you can easily get off. Not a problem. And if you got an issue with that, let's make it happen. That was me. Now I understand, I didn't do nothing it was him allowing me to. I'm, 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 I'm orchestrating in a world that he created. Just like anybody who has a child, we, you know, if you have a son, you dream of them being aspirations of a great athlete or a great person. We already designed our child's lives, right? Sometimes even before we have a kid. Yeah. What do you think he doesn't? He has his but, own life to live. To. Yeah, but he gives us the ability to change. And the truth is, any child does that. So anyway, that's the long answer to it. So, to that story. That's when I started
2: realizing, and that's what gave me the strength to write my book. So did you, so how did that process happen? Did you say, I want to put this out there? Like, how did that happen where you took it and put it on paper and published
1: it? So I really got to look at this guy. I mean, he whooped me on stage so bad, <laughs> you know, and now he's just standing there smiling, you know, in that damn pose. What's this?
2: He's
0: looking, torture. He's
1: looking at this. Yeah, it's just torture. <laughs> and he put it right in front of me. How can you happen on this side over here? No, I'm
0: just kidding. But uh, um, Well, you beat me a lot more than I beat you. Let's put it that way.
1: Uh, I'm in your place. You're not in mine. Anyway, uh,
2: so... How did this happen with the publisher? It, you to, you know, did someone t- Yeah, someone, someone approached me.
0: Someone say, hey, I you that, tell um, your story, and then... Is that
2: some deep... That's deep, deep shit. It's,
1: it's deeper than that because... Me and Rico met at nineteen. We built this worldly relationship that was unbreakable. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why I met the the girl who gave me my kidney transplant because I, right? I went back to church. Yeah. God knew that when He set us, when He when He had us meet each other had at nineteen, plan, yeah. He already had that in plan. I just had to do my part, right? And when it came to that, I met the girl who saved my life and the reason why I'm here now. Same thing with with, with the book. I was just at some event in California for one of my sponsors and this guy walks by and he does something that every you probably heard a billion times wow man you should have a uh, uh, you know a phone number 9800 big guns and i'm like beat it Get out of here, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you know. They like, say it every week I fly through. They're like, oh, you carry.
0: And you get those guns in here. And I'm like, dude, I'm 49 years old. You know? <laughs> um, but I'm like, beat it. And he walks by and he comes back and he's like,
1: no, seriously, You know, you should write a book. And I'm like, get out of here, man. You know, and it was like a three-day event. And every day he would come and say something to me. And to the last day, he came and just gave me his card. You know, he told me, you know, he, he worked at Hay House, as my uh, publisher back then. Um, he told me that he worked for him and represented him. And he goes, man, you know, you should really write a book. I'm like, dude, you don't know me. You don't know nothing about me. Neither would anybody else care to know nothing about me, but truly it was meant to be. He didn't know my story at all. He just said, he just felt something about me and he gave me his business card and I would blow him off. Like, like every Christmas he would like send me a, a postcard. Hey Flex, Merry Christmas or happy birthday. You know, you ever consider that? And um, it was right during that time where I started going back to church and with Rico and everything, um, and he contacted me again. And at the time, Robin was still my manager, and I told Robin about it. And uh, he goes, you know, I sent Robin uh, the, the paperwork, and Robin's like, you know, man, they, they're going to pay you up front. You know, take that. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to. I'm to lie. I ain't going to tell you. He goes, well, wait. You're not going to tell the truth, Flex? I'm like, come on, Robin, you know me. You know me better than anyone. You've been around the world with me. I can't tell the things I've done. Are you kidding me? I'd be ruined. He's like, Flex, don't do it. I go, do you see the amount of money they're offering me right now? He goes, you'll be ruined. You'll never make another penny. I'm like, get out of here, Robin. What are you talking about? He's like, Flex, every country, every backyard boogie that you've been to, that you don't lie, that you don't tell the truth about in your story, You're ruined. And I I have so much respect for Robin. I was just broken. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, this is 2003. I ain't like pulling in the big dough like I was then. I'm like, and I just, I'm like, okay. And during that transitional stage of going to church and everything like that, I I got the strength to be able to tell the
2: truth. And I recontact him. I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know? And then also, because that was the last book I actually I read the whole book in. That's a long time ago, what, 19 yeah. years ago? I remember yeah. in the book, you said your father-in-law, the first time he ever heard of any of this is when he read the book. Yeah. What was that? And I know a lot of people aren't going to understand this. What was that conversation like with him? Because you talked about stuff with your wife and this and this. Yeah, like, yeah. What was that conversation like?
1: Yeah. Um, everyone in my entire life tree was the first time they found out anything. The only person who knew some of that was uh, the uh, mother of my first son, my first wife, uh, LaVita. You know, because we started dating when I was like, geez, 14. So she knew the truth. When everybody thought I, uh, I overdosed on uh, aspirin as an accident, she knew the truth because I told her mm-hmm. what I tried to do. Um, and she knew partially everything up to, to that age category. So no one else knew nothing. Uh, my mother, my father, uh, no one did. And uh, their response, because I didn't use anyone's real name because it was about outing me. So if I talked about a girl, the only way you would know is because you had to know me during that time date. Because I used names like Medusa and Matilda. Because it wasn't about embarrassing or outing anyone else. That's, that's not good. The, the, you know, cut somebody else's backyard. So they were just angry. Uh, they were angry they, they knew who the women were who molested me and they wanted to go and hurt them and I was like God, ah, it's behind me forget about it you know um, but they were just they are devastated I mean, I mean I have kids now and uh, geez how how would you handle that you know you're, you're a 12 or 13 year old kid telling you you know 10 years later that their whole life they've been trying to take it as a parent what would you do so they, they were devastated. My brothers and sisters were angry. They wanted to take vengeance on the people who had hurt me and that had beat me up and stuff like that. And then, unfortunately, I outed some of them on what they'd done to me. You know what I mean? And they apologized. You know, the, the truth is, you know, I, I didn't get it then. But I'm just weird. Like, siblings, who who should you love more? Who should be more protective? Not them beating the sh out of you. That's just not me. You know, I got younger brothers and. I would hurt anyone who ever tried to touch them. I never laid a hand on them, you know, but my siblings, it was just an order where they would just hand you your ass and laugh about it. They would literally, I mean, you know, Dinola and Charlene, my, my older brother and the older sister, they would literally beat me up, bloody me up, and they would videotape it, and it was fun, and they'd play it for the family, you know, but I was just so different, it struck me differently. It affected me deeply. You know, and I didn't think nothing was fun about it. I thought, you know, who should be protecting me? Not within my own home. But to them they didn't think of a big deal. Now they laugh about it and we talk about it and they, they're like, Yeah, sorry, we didn't know that it affected you like that or else we would have never done it. But th- come on, how many brothers beat their younger sibling up? But it doesn't affect all of us, you know, differently. Were you beat up? Yeah.
0: i'm the youngest of seven dude. so so you got your ass handed by a lot of three sisters yeah yeah wow
2: yeah that was that was like i said that was the last book that i i I remember reading it and just was like holy shit because you know i didn't know you or yeah no i met you before that though yeah i don't remember the first time we met and
1: actually my ghostwriter, cindy um she lives here in la and she would contact me like like every like Five or six years, flex, oh my God, especially after the the uh um I lost my legs. She's like, Oh my god, we gotta write another book. I'm like, Cindy, I can't do it. You know, she goes, We got to, you have to. You know, more has happened to you in the last fifteen years than your entire twenty something years up to that book. And um, you know, especially now i'm losing my leg you know we we talk about it but even then you know she would just record we would talk and she would just record for hours and it would be sometimes where she'd be like i gotta go and she'd just hang up on me because she would just be a mostly a train wreck or i would be like i can't i gotta stop so i'm like it's gonna be three times worse now And she goes flex you, you owe it you have an obligation where you have to do it now
2: so we're working on it now because there's other people that could hear that and get strength from it.
1: And that's all I want to do. I know it's yeah. an old stupid cliche. I know everybody says it, but I just, I truly, truly just want to help people, especially people who are dealing with mental issues, you know, people who have a disease that, that there's no cure to, that that's always trying to take your life. You know, people who are suicidal, you know, people who've been homeless and, and sexually abused. I mean, you know, who... You know, I come from the hood, I come from the ghetto, and the first thing we'll say to you, dude, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what my life is. Get out of here or I'm going to hurt you. But there's honestly, there's honestly no hat that I can't wear. I can wear a hat of a millionaire. I can wear a hat of a homeless person. I can wear a hat of an a, a, abusive person, a person who abused people and been abused. I can hand, wear the hat of being sexually abused, homeless, on welfare. You know, I, I can wear all the hats that you can imagine, and, and 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 you know, I honestly, I, I not in a bad way, but I, I'm proud that I was able and and able to go through these things because only now can I help those people. You know, being a, a great athlete and having this like mythological body, um, I always used to look at people who lost a limb, and you always wonder. You know, you kind of glance like, and you wonder, what's their story? How did that happen? Oh my God, how how bad must that be? I'm that guy now. So immediately, like when kids or anyone look at me and I see them kind of staring, I'll say hi to them quickly. Hey, how you doing? Kind of to break that ice and let them, it's okay. Kids, I'm like, you know, hey, you want to touch it? It's okay. You know, adults I'll joke and I'm like, hey, you want one? I can get you one. It's going to be painful, but I can make it happen, you know? So I just want to help people. And I could never, never help a person who has a rare disease that there's no cure for it unless I have one. I could never help transplant patients unless I became one. I could never talk to or be in a genre of, 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 of transplant, uh, I mean, uh, hand, uh, uh, people who lost a limb unless I became one. So I really feel honored that I I have all these things that I've been through that I can now turn around and help people and, you know, like I was saying off camera, I don't, I don't know where my medallions and awards are. I'm very embarrassed about it. You know, I, I don't know where my, you know, Olympia, Olympia medallions. And I, I got my honor classic trophies because they're so massive. You know, I can't just like lose them. But I don't know where anything else is. I, I, the money, all my cars, they're all gone. The money, I burnt it, made it, burnt it, made it, whatever. None of that you have, you know. But there's a saying, you know, you can say something to someone, They'll forget that eventually, but how you make them feel, they'll never, never forget.
0: Man. So, is there a lot of memories in bodybuilding like that? You sit and like I still think about like my 9 comeback of beating Ronnie Coleman for the first time. And uh, how or did you is feel it, when it? Happened? Or is it just a distant memory? You uh, know, dude, I felt bad for Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I can You tell. know, so so when I won and. It was hard for you to enjoy it. I remember looking
1: at you on stage, and you couldn't even kind of – he's turned face towards you, and I'm angry. I'm angry at him at the time, and I know I'm cutting you off. I'm angry at the time because Ronnie always said, hey, this is meant to be. This is meant to be. So if it's meant to be, then if you lose, it's meant to be. And I remember when I was walking up on stage because I was handing out one of the trophies – and and ronnie had uh as i was walking upstairs he's like man i didn't win and i just remember going silent on him and then i remember how his conduct was he was standing towards you not even audience where everyone else including you stand towards the audience looking gazing blah 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 i took it on a chin damn it okay you know and I, i i i know that feeling because i know when ronnie met me i made it a point to make him feel okay i gave him a big hug man i love you you know, and I jokingly said, hey, I'm not going to be at your party. You know, and he's like, I understand. Because why would I go to this party and be humdrum when it's the happiest moment for him? And, you know, so I remember you standing there. And, and, and I, I, I can feel like, you know, I like this weird vibe towards you. I can feel your uncomfortableness, even though you try to put it off. I think only people who are like that can see that in other people. Mm. And I remember you standing there, you know, and you kind of like, and you kind of glance over and you're standing there. And I was like, wow, that got to be an uncomfortable feeling the, the finally have made the epitome of what you want, and a person that you had the greatest dog fights with is a uh, is like not comfortable.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, I mean you we there's very few that stood for that one two count. You did it several occasions on the Olympia level, right? And the funny thing is, is like he knew, so he actually yeah. told. He's like, "You won, you beat me." So he was voicing. You can see him like yeah. saying stuff to me, and you're like, "Come on, man!" So no, I'm like, impressed. I'm like, damn, yeah, like. Okay, how do I enjoy this victory? Because I just shattered this guy's dream of record breaking nine, being Lee Haney's record, right? Right. And I'm gonna be the first ever, right, yeah. to to actually do this. Yeah. And I remember saying after the show this was like a respect to you and Sean and Kevin and everyone that couldn't break that right. position, Rich Gaspari. Right. And I said, okay, let me enjoy this moment and I'm not going to fall on the floor like he does every year mm-hmm. and I'm going to, you know, congratulate him. And of course, you know, the announcement was made. So it was like an amazing moment, but, you know, winning it was just like, wow, wow. you know, I, I did win it. And then eventually I tell people now, like I remember sitting around and it was amazing for the first couple of weeks and I just expected so much more.
1: I remember you doing an interview and the first time hearing you say something like that, like, is that it?
0: Like, because you reached that pinnacle, remember Flex, I mean, I, I started training at 18, I had a vision at 12 of bodybuilding, I followed Chris Dickerson, and then at 16, I bought Bob Harris's book, Beyond Built, and then, you know, walking in and seeing- Lucky you, you could read, damn it, no. <laughs> you know, for, no, listen, for for you, you know, walking in and seeing, you know, the likes of yourself and, and some of the greats, Mike Christian, everybody that yeah. was, you know, that I got to meet, Gary Stridham, I got to meet at the time, and- and uh, just wanting to be great. And I never thought I'd be that good. You know, I where I know like, I look back at like Arnold and he's like, I had to plan to be the greatest bodybuilder. Then I plan to be the governor. Then I plan mm-hmm. to be the best mm-hmm. actor there is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have that vision. Mm-hmm. My vision was like, man, if I can make a couple bucks doing this um, and actually pay for my gym membership. And then uh, here I am being the greatest in the world at what I did. Um, but I just wondered with you, like, you know, you were, you know, a second, you want all these Arnold's, you know, in 99, you know, I remember you walking and facing the curtain, like, okay, how am I going to handle this? Especially yeah. after 98, like those were the two years I felt like, you know, you, you had the run and then you had, the, you know, a couple where you fell off at, yeah. after 96 and then 97 yeah. you, you didn't do compete. So 98, it was supposed to be Flex Wheeler's year Yeah, yeah, in Madison Square Garden, yeah, biggest stage of them all and then ronnie coleman comes from the back and he beats you Mm -hmm. and you know you're still like okay i'm going to come back and you're motivated to win this thing again and and it seemed like 99 was like the final straw for you like i remember you had to you kind of had to like capture yourself for a second because i wasn't sure how you were going to act you took the medal off yeah Yeah. talk about that moment a little bit yeah Yeah.
1: definitely um no so um, what was your emotions like? I mean... Well, first, I never believed I could win Olympia. Um, I won the Arnold, and I won the Ironman my first shot. So I always had confidence I could repeat that. And, you know, I hadn't ran up against anybody who could beat me. You know, um, you know, Labrador was ranked number two in the world, and Vince was ranked number two. So my, my first outing, I beat, beat the number two guys. guys yeah. And then my second outing, I beat both of them. So I'm like man, I'm hot. Who, who can touch me? And then I end up, you know, going and winning two more pro shows. And, you know, that put me in a Guinness Book Award record for having a best pro debut in history. But then I ran up against Dorian, and I, 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 I'm not a liar to myself. I just can't do it. I have belief to a certain degree in my abilities physically, um, but I'm not a liar. And I knew, uh, you know, when I stood next to Dorian, it was the first time that I felt someone else's presence next to me. That's the aura that he had and the space that he took up. And I remember just standing there, and I could feel this effing guy next to him. And I'm like, that's very effing unnerving. It's like meeting one of the strongmans, and they're like, you know, six, seven, and their hand fully (laughs) engulfs yours. (laughs) It just makes you feel inferior. Like, you're just in a way, (laughs) you know. So, anyway, um, so he won, and, um, you know, I didn't really care because I was so green. I was just happy to be on stage. I didn't know the history of the Miss Olympia. I didn't know anything. But, you know, when it came to to Ronnie, you know, we were already really, really close friends. Ronnie would stay at my house getting ready for Olympia and stuff like that. And um, in uh, 98, I knew I didn't put everything into it. And I was really ashamed of myself when I finally got on a stage. I just... I questioned myself, I was like, dude, why why don't you believe you can be number one, you know? If it was the Iron Man or the Honor Classic, I'm like, you're in my house, you know, you're gonna have to come take this, good luck. But the Olympia always would wire myself like, Okay, I'm going to shut second down. And I think it was a flaw because my first time at the Olympia I was second. Second, yeah. And, you know, that's what I identified to. Um, but in '98, um, I mean,
0: Dorian sat out, right? Yeah, so my name hire. was literally
1: on a trophy, and I remember it was—it was so much pressure, and I didn't deal with pressure well then, because uh, there was the magazines were very outgoing by saying my name was on a trophy already who's going to beat me because you're right during it set out and i'm the next in line even though i wasn't the second place winner at the time you know my who was uh so i, I think it was either uh nasser or uh sean or maybe kevin
0: it was one of those three okay. second 97 that was in long beach oh yeah was it nasser? Right. i don't remember i think it was nasser yeah yeah so but anyway um he should have won yeah it was nasser there was nasser that was a yeah oh, yeah that was, that the was year. one of the years yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, anyway, so I, uh, I lost to him by three points mm-hmm. and I was like three points and I'm off and he was on good grief. I remember him doing his posing. Yeah. yeah oh God, I think he surprised everybody, including the world, yeah. just a condition and a size has never been seen before. Right. I remember him posing and he was never even in a call out with me during pre-judging. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm always honest. I'm like. That's not right. This this guy deserves <laughs> to be up there with us. I'm not saying he deserves to beat me, but I'm like, he deserves to be in a call out with us. And he's posing and like, you know, doing his abdominal pose. And I'm looking at his back and I'm like, wow, they always talk about how feathered my back is. I'm like, his is more. Mm-hmm. And his lower erectors are more. And, you know, I remember doing the most muscular and I'm looking at him like, what's wrong? If they recognize who this guy is, this a wrap, you know, and, We end up taking a taxi back together. Uh, You know, he's like, man, you know, Joe Weeder knows my name. And I'm like, of course he does. He goes, no, Flex, you gotta remember, I turned pro before you. I've been competing as a pro. This guy's never even acknowledged to me. I just did a photo shoot with him. I'm like, well, cool, man. You know, great. So ironically, we end up taking a taxi back to the and He's like, man, Joe signed me. I'm like, good she signed me man i'm like good for you ronnie damn you deserve it yeah everything changed that night good grief you know <laughs> like i said he wasn't even in a call out with me so you know when he got to uh you know the comparisons they brought him up and i i already felt his presence i knew how good he was but i didn't think that was going to happen and you know uh, he ended up winning the pose down round and the posing round and i'm like How's that happen? How's that happen when I'm, I, I supposed to be considered one of the greatest poser at that moment. And, you know, as great as Ronnie is, posing ain't one of his great strengths. So, but I understood business wise, that's the only way he can make up those points and come and get me. So I'm like, all right, three points. I was off. I, you know, I can, I can make that up. So, you know, I end up putting on 17 pounds, which is unheard of. a Pure muscle walking back in on stage. I was in better shape. And I'm like, it's, it's a wrap. You know, I just knew, I'm like, nobody can get with this. And back then, we were brutally honest with each other backstage. When you peeled your clothes, if you won, back then, they'd walk over like, congratulations, you got it. You know, your peers would, whoever, or Dex, not Dexter, Sean, Nassar, whatever, Paul, we would just walk up to the person, shh, you got it. And I remember Ronnie sitting over in the corner, and everybody's like, congratulate me, everything, and we're making kind of eye contact We are friends, but come on, this is time for battle, you know what I mean. So we don't say nothing to each other. We go up, we do our battle, and he perfect scores me. You know, at the time I didn't know. Well, yeah, I kind of knew. You know uh, what the scorecard was, but uh, I knew he had one. And I'm like, and here's an example: How many times have you both been at a show? A person wins, and a person takes second. The person at one is like jumping through the roof. The person who took seconds. And they say, oh, wait a minute, we made a mistake. And they change it. And all of a sudden, the person who was winning or won is now just floored. The person who was floored, now they're like on top of the world. What changed? Nothing Mm -hmm. other than the acknowledge of the judges. And I remember thinking at all, like, you know, time just slowed uh, slowed down for me. And I was like, no, man, I worked my ass off. I did everything right. No, these say no. I'm not, I'm not wearing these. I'm because you think I am. I'm number one. I know that in my heart. I'm number one. I gave everything. I know I am. I know I won this show. You're not going not gonna to make me feel like I'm number two because you say so. And, um, you know, and that was my thought. I thought
0: you were going to freak out. No, that was, that, was first, that was my first Olympia flex. I oh, was really? 15 out of 16. God dang. 99.
1: Jeez. No, it was not. It's not nothing to be angry about. Right? It's nothing to be angry about. It's a subjective sport. You know, we're men here. And uh, say two twins walk through the door. And, and for some reason, we all thought the one on the right was just the most finest. But they're yeah, identically. Yeah. It's the presence. It's your feeling how you feel about that person. It's well, Nobody's not like, wrong for their feelings. Yeah. So how can I be mad at anyone? And, and especially the gentleman on stage, they're just trying to do like I'm trying to do. They're trying to win and make money and change their positioning. Why would I be mad at this person? So, you know, that's, I went over and I, I, you know, Ronnie was on the floor and I just whispered in his ear, man, congratulations, I love you. And he said, thank you. And I'm like, by the way, man, you know, joking, I'm not going to be at your party tonight, (laughs) you know? And that was it, you know? Um, And I went back, uh, but it was nothing to be angry at nobody. I was more proud of myself that I finally believed in me.
0: But did you... That was the year you signed the big contract with Biochem. Yeah. And did... 17 did, days
3: before.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, so this is a question. Did yeah. you Did you actually think politically... I didn't think it was
1: possible. Okay. I didn't know they'd do it. I didn't know they'd do it. But you, you signed know, the biggest... Because Haney did
0: it. You signed the biggest contract of the time. At, at that time. Point. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, and a lot of people say, man, why didn't you just push that back 17 days? And I'm like, for one, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. And I was on target of being the best version I ever was. Two... Really, I could have cramped up. Anything could have happened. You know, a I mean, variables. come on. I'm like, I'm not. They offered me uh, a three year deal uh, with, with the most pay that anyone had had during that time. They even included like, you know, things I never heard of. You know, every place you go, you'll be in a um, a suite hotel. Anywhere in the world we take you, you're going to be in a suite. You Unheard know, of at the time. Yeah. At, every flight you take will be first class. You know, anything you want to eat and everything. I never heard of that. Three years guarantee. We was just offering us a year to year.
0: Yeah, and it was coach flight. It was I coach
1: know. flight. It was a billion appearances, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> you know, so how do you turn that down?" No, and he goes, "No, we want to treat you like a real athlete." I'll never
0: forget, bro. I went to the FIBO show. <laughs> I went to FIBO, which is was the biggest yeah, show still in is. Germany. Yeah. yeah and i remember you had a fold-up like director's chair and it said flex wheel <laughs> on the back and that was your signing chair and i'm like holy uh-uh. shit flex has made it
1: <laughs> yeah they just took care it was
0: crazy and um and, I, and I, they I, only
1: wanted three appearances for me a year and i'm like wait a minute what yeah we only went three and i'm like
0: i was so nervous to come over and talk to you too uh, and you had all the, the biochem guys they became my good buddies yeah brian yeah and ryan guys. and i yeah, yeah, he had yeah, a Drexler
1: family uh god bless uh um, yeah. brian casuto and those oh, guys brian, yeah, i still yeah. talk to yeah, yeah, Brian. Yeah. brian is great brian saved my life so many times because me and ryan would get into and he's like bro yeah.
3: don't argue yeah. with
1: him i'm like why he's just a man like me he goes he writes you a check i'm like who gives a gem? i'm an athlete he goes don't do it
0: <laughs> 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 but um yeah that was just great and uh were you on? T- I mean, were you on top? Like, you finally like got respect in my eyes. Then, right? right? I mean, to get paid like yeah. that was like that was the first. And Jimmy like, helped
1: give me that contract. Yeah. Jim Mannion called me because he they were looking for somebody, and he's like, you know, Flex, you know, I, this company's looking. I'm like, Jimmy, I go, but I'm leave Weeder, and he goes, just talk to him, you know. And um, even now, I, 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 I I couldn't go back on that, you know? And and like I said, they only wanted three appearances, so I made this deal with them right then. I'm like, all right, I'll do three for you, but how about if you guys want me a fourth, fifth, or whatever more than that, you just give me a thousand bucks. I was like, sure, sure. We're not gonna use it more than three. Thousand I bucks. Doing, I end up doing like twenty and thirty appearances for, for a a them a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get more than thousand. Yeah? <laughs> we're gonna
0: ta- we're gonna talk to the manager about this. What do you think about a thousand? But remember, this is 99. ninety nine. That probably was. But you were still listen, getting. That. Listen, was, listen. Getting it was just ninety nine.
1: But they were. You know, I'm just being honest. But they were paying me seventeen grand a month.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: I mean, that's a lot of money compared to you know, money
0: now. Back then, I mean, yeah. we were fight, you were fighting to get five grand a month from Weeder. I at was, the time, I right? barely
1: got five grand a month from yeah. Weeder, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was year to year based. This based was three year guaranteed
0: competed, based on how your competitions yeah. went, right? And they
1: agreed to the the, the the paying me for more, so I ended up making like you know anywhere from twenty or thirty thousand just on appearances on top of my pay money. You know what I mean? So that's, and in all honesty, that's a good deal now. Yeah, yeah Well, especially and, and now because twenty those, years ago, fuck. Who you don't even get those deals anymore. I don't even give it. I remember Ronnie asking me how much are they paying you, and I told me he goes. He goes, man. I went back in the door. I'm like, he goes, I'm Mr. Olympia. Flex getting paid more to me. I want more. And he goes because of that, he got more money. And I'm like, well, you deserve
2: it, man. You are Mr. Olympia. You I always know? say that. That's the LeBron James effect. <laughs> when the when the top guy gets paid the most. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do this deal, he should get more. And that's if true. he pushes it up, the guy that's just below you needs to come up below you. But if the top guy comes down to here,
0: it, it fucks you, everything. now you it, it screws
2: her up. So he, the top guy has to push the envelope. So yeah.
0: so people talk about like, oh, Jay set the standard for contracts. I want to give you credit because I think you kind of set the standard. Did, did Robin Chang negotiate that deal for you?
1: No, no one did because he was uh, kind the, of your he, he, he was. was the
0: original manager. You know, yeah, yeah. Or, oh yeah, yeah, it was Robin. And I don't know if he worked with other people, but he was your manager, kind of right. You
1: want yeah, he was he was my manager, my best friend. He was a godfather to my, my kids. You know, we it was more than manager. And actually, I I. He wanted to fire himself, and he's like, "Flex, I can't be your manager anymore." And I was like, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, you just, you just get deals now. You know, all you I do is come. like look at the contract. You know, and I'm like, I go, now I need to pay you more." He goes, "No, you don't need to pay me anything. I'm your friend I I'll Do it for free." I go, "That's why now I need to pay you more, because you look after me, and I can't pay someone enough. I'm dyslexic. I don't understand nothing. I could read like a third year old." Uh, third grader and you read these contracts and you protect me you don't take money from me you're the godfather to my kids you're my closest friend in the world i made it because of you and your help how could i not now reward you like i'm being rewarded at the time i had the highest paid uh clothing company from california where mm-hmm. yeah i was making like four grand a month from them back then and you know i was all so no they just offered it to me. Their thing was, is they, I want to treat you like an athlete, like all other athletes are treated, and that was normal, right? For a pro athletes to get a first class somewhere or a suite, that was like, that was like a joke. Like now, if you get an appearance, you know, of course you're gonna pay my way. Of course you're gonna pay me, and of course you're gonna play. That's not even a question. You know, that was normal. So. It was non-negotiable. They just came out, and, and they knew that they had to do more than what we were doing. So, and, and mathematically, they just tripled my pay a little bit more and gave me a three-year contract. And then while we were talking, you know, I think it's kind of like Ryan is so, like, that's him and his lifestyle, his fancy cars and everything. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're going to be fine first class with me. And even when you're not, you're going to be first class. And, you know, I
2: stay in suite, so you're going to stay in suite, you know what I mean, so. No, just hearing you say that just makes me feel good because a lot of people don't recognize what someone like I did or someone like Robin did behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times we put our necks on the line. There's a lot of times we're the innocent bystanders and we're the one that takes the the blow when it comes. And I was him fully. And people don't recognize that. Like, you know how many times I'm caught in the middle of shit? Yeah.
1: I and that's a manager's
2: position. And Rodman would always say, let me take the
1: heat. We would, yeah. He was so incredible. We would be at a parent's or somewhere, and he'd be with me, and he'd be like, that's so-and-so, or so-and-so, and this is their name, and blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't know nothing. Yeah. Hey, and I would just say it. And he goes, you know what? If there's ever a, a, a problem or, 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 or dismay, he would jump right in the middle. That's my fault. You know, I'll take that. So and you're supposed to do.
2: I, yeah. I tell everyone I work with. You should never, nothing negative should ever come out of your voice. Right. Let it come from me. Right. And if someone, I, it's okay if they're mad at me. Yeah. You don't want them mad at you. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of people That's don't. the signs
1: of a great manager. You know, and uh, what was that one movie uh, with Tom Cruise uh, when he was an agent? The uh,
0: yeah, With the Richard little kid Impossible. in it. No, with the little kid. The he uh, baseball was the player. Agent. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was with... uh the Gooding Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Good, yeah. Well, yeah. Something Gooding Jr. was the base. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and me and that movie came out. It was like, I felt
3: like. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. that was me
1: and Robin. Yeah. And I remember I had to go and compete in the Honor Classic that year and he couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, and I was just, uh, I think it was, no, I think he made it and, and my wife at the time couldn't make it. And, you know, she was like my rock, you know, competing, you know, like, like the women are uh, in our lives when we're competing. And it was just me and him. And I remember that movie, like, man, it's just me and you, man, you know, and (laughs) and that's when he just fully took on a full role of everything. And I just laid back. All I had to do was just compete and just,
2: you know, stay out of my own way. But that's just a sign of a great match. Even when Jay and I will travel, sometimes something won't be, and he'll just give me that look, like, and he doesn't like it. And I'm like, just, I'm going (laughs) to take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just know like you it's just sign. you know you're you're the person that is in the line of fire between yeah. it,
1: it and it they're comfortable in doing that i think yeah. a lot of
2: managers now matt want to be a
1: bit of a star too yeah and they're not take they're not comfortable in letting a star is like uh cat williams said you know always know who your mother you know mvp is <laughs> you know what i mean and 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 now i think there's a huge problem it's nothing, it's nothing wrong with that star bringing whoever assisted them or their team up with them as they should. They should. Right? As they should because they assisted them. But, you know, I think now sometimes, you know, that, that person want to have that same type of inoculation, and that's, that's wrong. You know, we all have to know our roles. I knew my role, and I know my role as an athlete and as a businessman. And, and as we say on the street, stand in your lane or you're going to get bent up. You know what I mean? So whether it's on the street, I'm in a little Yugo, and it's a a diesel next to me, stay in my lane, or else I'm going to get bent up. Or, you know, in business, I might be dealing with an 800-pound gorilla, you know, as we say in business, stay in my lane. But it's for my manager role to jump out of his lane and put himself in harm's way to better or worse that position for him. And that's the reason why you should take care of them so well.
0: But you now, I mean, you have athletes, right? I mean, you're doing a lot of things now. I want to talk a little bit about how – you know, a Just lot of people know over. him. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, especially this Andrew Jacked. Hmm. Like, this kid, I see yeah. some Flex Wheeler, by the way, with uh, the posing, right? <laughs> and, and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot because there's been a lot of questions about him lately, but... Like, are you cons- are you managing or are you advising? Beside, are you training? I mean, you're doing a so lot a of little, things based on your experience. Yeah, it's
1: a little of all of them. And my role is 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 actually uh, now learning to pull back because he's so mature as a person. And you know, I see it. And I've had other managers or helpers who who wouldn't let me grow. And they always want like, let me handle this for you. I'm like, no, 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 I got that. We're okay. You know, you still are who you are to me, but I'm growing as a person. So, I see him growing and elevating quickly. So, like you say, you know, in one interview, I built his physique. You know, I don't really need help. My thing is, like, you did build that physique.
0: I know, but how did but you find take, this kid?
1: So, interesting, you know,
0: obviously, we all seen
1: him on the internet before. Yeah. And we've seen him with Larry Wills and stuff like that. So, I just kind of, you know, uh, clicked him as a friend, and he accepted me, and we would chat like every on once in a while. Or? Instagram, we would say something to each other like maybe every couple of years. And I remember talking to Dexter actually about him. And he's like, uh, man, you seen this Andrew Jack guy? And I go, yeah. And I go, he's a freak. I go, why aren't you training him? And Dexter goes like, why aren't you training him? I'm like, you're the one who freaking has a big training pot and everything. He goes, well, F you flex. He follows you. He don't follow me. And I'm like, what do you mean, Dexter? You got like 1.4 million followers. Yeah. I don't know. F- do you know who follows you? He goes, "He don't follow me. He follows you. So I'm like, huh? So I just sent him this message on Instagram. I was like, you know, so what's your deal, man? You know, what are you doing? You, you, you want to be just he wasn't bodybuilding. No. Was yeah, well, he was kind doing of doing these training lower. Training yeah, these right? lower, local. He did a couple of like lower local shows or whatever. Um, and I said, you know, what do you just, you, you want to be a freak? You know, what's your story, dude? You know, because I was kind of irritated because you could see this, his ability. Yeah. And um, he goes, you know. He says, great, you know, you, you call me." He goes, man, I just I always wanted to be the next flex wheeler. I'm like, well, let's get at it. You know, are you really serious about that? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, fly down here. Let's meet. You know what I mean? I go, because money, is, it's, you can't pay me enough, right? You know, because there's just certain talent, and you know it. You're just taking the money, you know, and I just can't do it. I don't care how broke or rich I am. I just can't take someone else's money in their dream of trying to become and make a lifestyle like we have. If they don't have it, I, t- I can't do it. I'm like... Yeah, you need to go to somebody else, man. I can't help you. You know what I mean. Uh, and on top of that, you're going to be a failure because you know they ain't. But well, you happen. saw it in this kid. Yeah, so I seen it, and um, he flew down, and Where? we met. Uh, he we flew. He flew here from uh, Dubai. Okay. Um, and we met at my house, and we sat and talked. And I just wanted to jump into his mental. And um, we're going back and forth, and you know I'm liking what I'm hearing and everything. And um, you know I've been burned, you know, by a few athletes that I helped. You know we're cool now I'm not gonna say his name he's like a little like a little brother to me um, we get along great now and it's not really his fault somebody got into his ear he's very young and he listened to him and he left the camp and it really hurt me because that was like actually I was losing my leg at that time and I was an I remember hospital. yeah yeah I was uh, it was really a bad time for me financially and I was about to lose my leg and here it is he jumped camp when I thought he was gonna to be like my shooting star to help people know that I'm a decent trainer anyway um so he brought that up He's like, I'm not going to be that. And he goes, I got one favor to ask you. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, here we go. You know, I'm like, here he's about to say something to just to end everything. And uh, he goes, this guy has kind of been helping me all my life. Even when I moved here from, from Nigeria, can I kind of just still leave him as one of my coaches? And I just looked at him like, wow, you got that much respect? that somebody helped you they're not even contributing now but they helped you before and you still want to i'm like hell yeah man let's go do this um so yeah he's just a freak you know i mean um i have input on what i think how he should train and you know i'm really big on his his posing but what i bring to the table uh, for him is more the mental aspect of the game because you know it now jay
0: it don't matter what great talent you have, how strong your body, if you don't have it mentally. I love what you said because, you know, when I've met Phil Heath for the first time, that's when I figured out that he had greatness because mm-hmm. we actually sat at Cheesecake Factory and spoke. And I remember calling Peter McGuffin saying, this kid's got it. And he's got the body, but the mind is there, yeah. you know, and that's really what, and it's just, you know, when you sat there and tell me through this interview, like, I don't have confidence and, you know, I just wouldn't necessarily believe in myself. How do you... How do you spill over like your faults and make someone believe like hey you have it when they probably doubt themselves because listen, he he, he was walking on stage in Texas, which he claims is eighty percent and you told yeah. him to go. Yeah. He, could, he was on track to just do the Arnold UK, which yeah. we're going to be there and actually witness this. Yeah. Yeah, be there yeah, too, right? yeah, yeah, Yes, sir. They okay. me. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. You got We're you, going. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. both be there. I so, so, goes, so, hey, yeah. <laughs> so, I can't wait, because I haven't seen him in person. We shot him for JTV. I've yeah. never um, seen him in person either. And all I hear is great things. And, uh, like, I know, okay, so you're giving him the, the confidence. And it sounds like he's very confident, but, um, I mean, you tell me, what is this kid? What's the potential? you know
1: um i want you to tell me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're you're careful i don't i don't want
0: you to be careful flex i i I mean can he stand with the best in the world that's the question yeah he can yeah he can and um i feel that he has uh
1: mr olympia written all over him now so did i right so did
2: you is this on the screen right now it's not on the screen but i can put it on this was a video of Steve Weinberg. Yeah, if I we, remember that. I wasn't want, there at the gym. Can, I've seen it. Yeah. I, mean, I can play it, and you can maybe talk about. Uh, sure.
1: You no, you know, um, you know, like I was saying, Jay, uh, Olympia has some of our names on it. Uh, it had my name on it. It had Ron, uh, Sean's name on it, right? It has Kevin's name, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it. He has that potential, and uh, we and where, do you, where do you
2: think he needs work to stand next to the to stand sure. next to Ram. More, more back, more back,
1: more uh, back, a wider back, and more back uh, uh, thickness and detail. So that's one of the great things we talked about already. Is just building up is just mountains and crevices of back. But and what if he's in better
0: like condition that. from the back? Is it going to appear that he has more? I mean, it look will. At- Look it at will. the pecs. I mean, the midsection's yeah. just unheard of. His,
1: his shoulder-to-waist distribution is matte. It's just nuts. Uh, he probably has one of the smallest waists of, of a big man on stage, and then he doesn't have poor wills whatsoever. His calves are just freaky. Um, his body parts are just, it's just freaky. And, you know, what I, I try to tell the people, if you look at him and you see how much of a freak he is, he's, oh, good grief, look at that. Freaking feathers in a pecs. And it's like two weeks before the show, I know. You know, and I remember people texting me like, ah, oh, his glutes are not tight enough for this, that, and other. I'm like, dude, he has <laughs> two more weeks. I go, and plus, we're not trying to go get that right now. It doesn't be matter, stupid. yeah. It'd be stupid to try to go peel off 100% when he's trying to get ready for the Olympia and the Honor Classic. Um, but that's what we're working on now, and, and more so just projection. You know, like I told him, I go, Jesus, man, you're a freak. You were born a freak, right? I Do, joke, th- do you think, we, we joke those. Do you think he could win the Olympia's first shot? I think he has a shot. I think
0: he has a shot. Sounds a lot, because you've I think stood he has next shot. to the best. Yeah, I think he has a shot. There's you only know. one guy that's ever won the Olympia on his first attempt. Larry Scott. Wow. <laughs> the first one wow. ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right? I think he
1: has a shot. Um, if not, you know, the. I don't even like talking uh, defeat. You know, like a lot of people say, oh, you need to che- get a cheat meal. I don't believe in cheat meals. It's a reward meal. I now, I understand you can't set your mind up for any type of negative whatsoever. I've done that in my whole life right now. So even saying cheat meal is identified into cheating in some way, why are you getting this meal anyway? It's a reward because of your hard work and everything like that. So I really fully do. Um, uh, Flex, do you believe he's
0: confident? Ah,
1: gosh. Yeah, my problem is when he talks to me, he's beyond confident what <laughs> he and, buys at a problem. I mean then, then, but but when he's, he's out good. in front of people, he he's he's he is very humble and he's very humble when he speaks to me, but I hear and I feel as confident. I was very proud. After he won the uh, the Texas show, that he finally gave a little bit Speech. of who Andrew is, you know what I'm mean? Here to I mean? Yeah, I whooped some. I'm here to whoop some ass. I whoop some ass, and we're going to you know honor classic. I'm, I'm like finally, yeah. I'm like <laughs> finally. Is nothing wrong with believing in yourself? He's highly respectful towards everybody else. He's respectful, but there's nothing wrong with believing in yourself? You know what I mean? And finally, he's starting to say it. So that means he's going to be a different animal now. We I mean? talking.
2: We were talking about this with the. The landscape of it looks like the future landscape is going to be a lot of tall guys. Yeah. That whether it's him or whether it's Crisow uh, or Crisow, yeah. Or even yeah. Rami's six feet tall. Yeah, 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 These guys yeah, are tall. Yeah. In yeah. and, and uh, Samson, he's Samson. Yes, I was trying I mean, to think of his name. There's a bunch a of guys. regan's yeah. six foot. Yeah. He's yeah mid two nineties now. Like yeah. there's a bunch of guys with aesthetics that are slowly coming into the mix. So yeah. there's a chance in the near future we could have four or five guys that are six foot And I plus think it there.
1: should be that way. Um, I've always highly respected Jay. I don't know whether it was, it was his his mean tour or not, but he was patient. You were patient. You didn't try to go and take me on or Ronnie on when you first entered into the Olympia. I felt that you were patient. You developed yourself. I wanted to stand next to you guys <laughs> so <proud of> <laughs> but I But – you developed yourself and only when you were at full force of yourself, you started just clicking off people, you know? And I think that's a, that's a big mistake. A lot of uh, athletes make like, you know, even Richie talk about it now. He ruined himself chasing Lee chasing, you know, uh, instead of just bettering himself and seeing if that point came, so my, my biggest thing is is was whatever happens to Andrew, as long as we're pacing him, because it don't actually have to be this year. We want no. it to be, but it is written for him. As long as we do things right and keep him super super healthy, and uh, I'm not going to tell you know his whole story. That's for him to come out and say it. But, um, yeah, are you doing like- what we have to do to look a certain way? Uh, there's amateurs who's never competed, took in more and more often than he has. So he's so his platform is so green. I just joke, with I'm like, come on, man, you're pure blood. You know, you're freaking. You know, you're from from Nigeria. Your blood's in been the with. Nigerians. The Nigerians <laughs> are on the come up
0: right now. Yeah, like look at crazy. everything. Look uh, at
1: all these guys. Bodybuilding. We got like three of them. You know, MMA. You know, uh, up until Hussein just lost his title, but you know, he fought a perfect fight. He just fell for something. I seen it coming. Um, but he's big, still the champion. Um, the heavyweight guy is a champion. I mean, you know, uh, I think just no matter what the or that yeah, feeling Prince that you, don't, gown, have to, right? yeah, you yeah, don't have to, yeah, you don't have sure. to be from the be, United States to be a champion anymore has been broken, which is great because it dares everybody to be able to uh, the dream.
2: Wow, we're looking forward to it just because I like I, I, I said, hope I he makes it. it right
1: now. We're, we're, we're waiting for his, uh, his visa, and, man, is like all hands are on deck and everything. His ticket's already paid for for yeah. Olympia, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually waiting for a message from him um, um, tomorrow, you know, where the, you know. Is he, he, a, is he a U.K. citizen or Nigerian? You no, know, Nigerian, okay, which so makes it a little harder. Process. Yeah, it's a process and everything like that, so. I'm like, well, geez, you Does you he know, want to move to the States? He loves that. You know, he loves to buy. Yeah. yeah it's so it's, inexpensive. You no know, taxes, inexpensive, uh, great gyms. And they treat their athletes like celebrities. Royalty. Royalty. Are you going?
0: Are you going in October to the Dubai Pro Show? I'm thinking uh, Dubai about Dubai muscle show. Or I'm Dubai thinking ad- about it. I'm thinking.
1: Are you going to be
3: there?
0: Uh, I don't. We're not. No, you've been there so now. many times. We have. We have. But um, talk a little bit about your supplement brand. So very happy because uh, I know you've. I know you've. You know you've had a lot of things happening over the years. I mean, yeah. we both endorsed a lot of brands, and yeah. then uh, you know you came out with your own brand.
1: Yeah, you know, and. Um, yeah, I just seen the success of you and Ronnie and Lee Labrada and, uh, and Kevin Richie and, and, and everybody, Richie. Yeah. Um, and you know, the truth is like, I didn't believe in myself in any other way. I didn't believe that I could do it. And I remember Robin still, you know, to this day was pushing me like, you know, why are you comfortable taking money instead of believing that you're worth money? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, Robin. that's you know Matt's, I mean? that's Matt's motto. Like, you know, and he's like, you know, Flex, you go, if they're willing to pay you that type of money, what, what do you think you're really worth? He goes, man, you're just too comfortable. You just don't believe it. And I'm like, no, I don't. I am more comfortable getting a guaranteed check instead of putting myself out there. And, you know, um, after, our, after, uh, bio, uh, after uh, the last company let me go on Christmas, and, you know, we were killing the numbers there. You know, uh, there, we had almost tripled the numbers in sales. And they still let me go on Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas! By the way, not renewing you, and I'm like, and it just Jesus. broke me, you know. Yeah, it just broke me. Like, what can I do? I remember Robert always tell me, as long as you do your job and better yourself, you can always have a, a job. Don't f a contract flex. They're more powerful than you. Anyone can break their contract with you. All they got to do is have better lawyers. And if they hired you, they got better lawyers <laughs> than you, and they're gonna break. I'm dealing it. with it right now, <laughs> you know. I, I tell
2: everybody i don't care what your contract says it means nothing, nothing. It means nothing yeah. you can have all these guarantees how much money do you have to fight it that's right if they got yeah. longer money than you, you lose they got more money
1: to prove their lie and you don't have enough money to prove your truth your you might as well be lying yep. so that happened to me and um, then you know a, a world win i end up losing my leg and uh um And I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, I'm living off of like the reserve of my account and it's like journaling and and I got millions of dollars of, of bills now from losing my leg. Great American insurance we have, right? It's just beautiful. So I'm like looking at bankruptcy because my, my, my bills are into the millions. I'm living off my credit cards and everything like that. And, um, you know, federally I get, uh, um, transferred into a category of disability i'm federally disability so now i get paid you know um, uh, i get a check from being disabled and i remember uh, us fighting for me to to be that And i remember them told they told me back in my kidney transplant you know you, you have a rare disease there's no cure you can go in disability now and i'm like no it's kind of cheating i can still yeah. work i can get out there you know but now it's just different and i was like wow and i just you know was really broken I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we fought, and we actually got back pay of a year, and yep. I just yep. took that money and I invested it into you know I contacted uh, All American uh, Sports, which was one of my partners with All American EFX. And I said, hey, you know Jeff, you know, I know you're super expensive Jeff man, Galini, but you right? know, yeah, Jeff Galini, yeah, you know, nice you guy. mind Very you mind work, Oh yeah, you mind working out something with me? And he's like, you know what, yep. Flex you deserve your own company. Everybody else, you deserve it. Let's make this happen. So he accepted me and started making my products and stuff like that. And you know, I just, I just picked the, 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 the three lowest hanging fruits. You know? So they already invested millions, if not billions of dollars in the low T, helping everybody to understand that men go through uh, low T like women go through menopause. It's a natural phenomenon, just something we didn't talk about. So testosterone booster, right? Immediately, everybody wants to lose weight you know, everybody in their grandmother wants to lose weight, fat burner. Number two, pre-workout, geez, people work hard. Now we're in an era, just people just don't have the energy, can't get it from food and everything like that pre-workout. So those are my 3 low-hanging fruit. But I remember representing the companies like we have listening to the horror stories of lawsuits or a bigger company, just, you know, like you said, just coming over and just taking over because they got more money than you. So Immediately, I trademarked my names, and I wanted to spoof off of it. So, you know, Flexcinerator, spoofing off of Flex. And I trademarked that. I wanted uh, T-Rex for my testosterone booster because it just, come on, cojones, man. Yeah, and like yeah. T-Rex, <laughs> imagine, right? And it was taken. So I'm like, all right, Flex T. So trademarked that. And then um, foreplay, you know, I was like, come on, what is foreplay? You know, everybody know what foreplay is, right? And it's like synonymous with pre-workout foreplay. You know, no. so I'm like, you know, let's just spell it different and trademark it. So, Jay, I just want to say you're one of the first people to come out and congratulate me. I remember we were at uh, the gym um, that you train at. I used to go over there sometimes. Um, What's it called? Beautiful lighting. Always great to take back pictures.
0: Uh, was it at um, City Athletics? Or? No, no, no. Uh,
1: they just opened. They've been open for a while.
0: Kilo? No, a Fit Club. Fit, fit, club. Club. Yeah, fit yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
1: sitting there talking. I was so nervous. And I just want to ask you questions and I, you know, Ronnie's been super helpful. He's like, dude, any question, anything I can help, you know, he's been so open traveling the world. If it wasn't for Flex, I wouldn't be Mr. Olympia. So I got advice for him. Um, before I even did a company, I would talk to Lila Brada, you know, we're good friends. I'm like, should I do it, man? It's horrible time. He goes, do it, Flex. Mm-hmm. I go, but you know, like, it's like we're in a recession, you know, COVID's happened. He goes, no, do it, do it. Now it's perfect timing. And um, I remember seeing you at the fit club, and you know, and you know, you had congratulated me. I was like, you know, I'm like he's like, you know, any, any you know question you have, you know, ask me. And I was like, damn, I really want to ask him some questions. And like, you know, and I started answering you questions. I remember you were asking, you like, man, you know, good luck, do it, and, and anything. Like, so it was people like you who made it. And like I was telling off camera, you know, i I'm, I'm, you're one of my biggest inspirations because you, you didn't come from California. You know, I remember you as a kid, and when I seen you at at the firehouse, and I made a comment about your insane, sick-ass triceps, you know, like, you know, kids, you're, kid, you're going to go far, you know, not knowing that you're going to be as explosive as you are now, um, but just seeing everything that you've done and uh, and and how you believed in yourself and you made things happen, you know, uh, we consider you, if you don't know, one of the greatest success stories business-wise as one of the bodybuilders, other than probably, You know, maybe Arnold, who had an incredible platform back then. You didn't even have that amazing platform, but look what you built. So, you know, I'm just just daring myself to dream. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that um, the athletes I've been able to bring to my stable, um, MMA fighter, uh, William Knight, who has a big fight coming up. um, I signed him um, and actually haven't even announced it publicly. This is the first time announcing it. I just got all my products accepted by WADA. So I made wow. a deal with uh, with the MMA because they're like, you know, William can't take your products because we're gonna test them, mm-hmm. and if he tests as dirty, it's gonna be on you. And I'm like, God dang! And William's like, man, I thought you said your your uh, your uh, manufacturing plant is a water, you know, certified. I go, yeah, but that don't mean all products come out of it. So uh, MMA made me go through all these restrictions and stuff like that, improvement. And and we just got our certificate, so. That's massive. So now an MMA can brag and tell that, you know, hey, his prizes are accepted. They're good. They're good to go. So having William Knight, uh, nightmare on my team. And uh, about a week ago, I just signed, signed a great way, uh, Raymond Daniels, who's um, George St. Pierre. Uh, everybody considered him the greatest striker of all times. He's definitely one of the most flamboyant, amazing fighter. And he just uh, left Bellator. He's a Bellator champion. Uh, he just left Bellator and signed with Karate Combat. And his uh, breakout fight is this weekend. And uh, I was like, man, are you comfortable using the products before your fight? He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I felt like I could fight all day on your foreplay. So you know this, Jay. What's just shocking is somebody's sports are so ignorant to nutrition. And I listened to how they lose water. I'm like, what are you? Why? Like, we lose water over a period of time. And we're so healthy that we still can go on stage and fight. And you guys are like, damn, they are dying before. I'm like,
0: yeah, to be restrictive and make weight. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm like, man. So, what we can bring to the table and helping them, and, and finally having a product that that I can bring to the table and that that, that everybody can use is green for, for just me, just little skinny Kenny, you know. And it's all my own little pennies and being able to, to do that. I'm just really happy, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm just I'm just really just trying to help people, you know. Do I dream of being successful as you? Yeah, I do, but you know, I don't know if I really want it because then you got to bring in so many people in your camp. I was listening to what you were saying earlier off camera about having this person and then this person less, and now having this and having to move this over, having this, and I'm like, God, I, I don't know if I want all that. I just want the comfortability of being able to pay for my bills, take care of a few people. And maybe go on a vacation every once in a while. That's my dream.
0: You know what is funny is I send a lot of messages out. I do like the shout out cameo app. It's like yeah, birthday yeah. wishes and all that. And I always say this message to people is like, I wish you all the best success and wealth. Yeah. In life. And wealth is is opinionated on what wealth That's is, right. right? And I think you you talk about the appreciation, right? And uh, you know we look at achievements, and you can sit there and say, there's certain people on a pedestal saying, "Well, how do you judge someone's success? Do You judge by like how much money they make, mm-hmm. or how many people yeah. they're they're friendly with, or or they you know yeah. actually helped, or, or or like the popularity. Like, do you look on someone on Instagram and they got you know double digits, a million followers? Yeah. Do you f- consider that like like someone of like wealth or?
1: It is wealth, a form gosh. of wealth, right? I, I think, you know, in our ignorance, we look at money as only wealth. But, you know, I'm not wealthy that way. I'm wealthy with just love. You know, I'm wealthy uh, with just uh, people giving me great opinions. Um, I'm wealthy in ability of being able to give back knowledge and stuff like that. So there's different types of wealth that will never be taken away. You know, they'll be buried with you in your grave as a beautiful thing. And there's other wealth you... You know, like um, Denzel Washington said, you never see like, you know, um, a, a, U-H, a U-Haul buying a hearse, but how we make people feel can live on in infinity, And that's just, you know, kind of, you know, what I'm trying to do. And I agree with you. There's so many variants of wealth and I'm only now starting to understand that I'm wealthy in other ways because before I just identified to, you know, as I was just saying to flex, you know, it, 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 I'm embarrassed you know that I'm not. I don't have a million followers. I literally get shit from people. I get messages of people saying I'm phony and cussing me out and calling me the n word because they think I'm pretending to be flex because I'm not in the millions like everybody else is for my time. And I'm like, I, I honestly, you know, for a person who I've for self self esteem that hurts. I'm like, geez, my you know, I look. well, oh, I'm not accepted. But I can't. You know, I'm I'm trying to be wiser now and to understand i'm not valued by my car i'm not valued by the girl i'm married to i'm not valued by my bank account instagram i'm valued followers. yeah i'm not valued by my instagram followers or likes i'm valued based on a value that i feel i am to myself and that should be i'm the richest man in the world and i'm just now getting there at 50 mid 50s at 57 you know what and um and, and let the, hopefully that's a lesson to people who are struggling. Hey, come on, as long as you continue evolving, you can continue living, you have a chance to change and better your situation. <clears throat> and now we live in such an era uh, that suicide is so prevalent, especially with teens. It's been proven that Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is a main reason why suicide is so great with younger people, because people put up these dynamic things they that they're not. They think it's something that's all a facade, so they, right? so they think they're nothing because of that. You know, and I just, uh, you know, like you, I just want to try to just like be honest. I just want to be, you know, and if that doesn't mean that I ever make into the millions or I have a, a a queue around the corner, that's okay. I'm meant to help the people that I'm only meant to help. That's it. And I'm good with that now, or I'm becoming
2: good with that. I think a lot of people that value money <clears throat> a lot, not everyone, they've never... A lot of people haven't had something happen to them where they realize okay. money doesn't matter you yeah. know for for me i don't even know if you noticed. i've, I've had a transplant in my eye no my left eye wow. and you, come you didn't
1: get it like green or something like that <laughs> <And> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when when
2: you have something that that you take for granted <laughs> and you're worried about cars or money or this or this and you lose your vision or you lose a kidney where you can die or like ct fletcher and i've talked about a yeah. heart you realize it doesn't matter how much money you have, it can't change that. Can't pay for that. And there's a lot of people, once that happens, they take a step back and go, I don't need millions of dollars, but if I can help the people around me do better, as long as I'm good and I have what I want, I don't need all these material things. And I think it changes you when you've had that moment in life where you're like, the shit doesn't matter.
1: You're spot on. You're spot on with that, Matt, because it is true. And I think only, you know... um, Me and Usum, we we kind of send each other messages. And it's such an amazing, you know, that he would even respond to me, you know, um, out of three-something million followers and even seeing my message. I don't even think he follows me. So that means it goes in that other category where you really don't (laughs) see. And um, I had sent him, you know, we're going back and forth. And uh, I had sent him a message after his fight. And I just said, you know, champions are defined through diversity. Not when you're winning. Everybody wants you, you know, all the girls want you... All the guys want you. Uh, Money's not a problem. Cars, girls, I go. But when you went through adversity, that's when you find out who you really a champion or not. You know, that's when you really find out. And uh, the same as when you have something taken away or threatened, Mm -hmm. do you really figure out how much you liked it or how much you wanted it? When you have to fight for that when it's been so easy before. Uh, Yeah, I think the saddest thing is is when people have been through detrimental uh, things and still hasn't changed. I don't know if you've ever heard it, Jay, but one of the sickest things I've heard from athletes is, man, if I could be on the Olympia stage and and win the Olympia, man, I, and do a crap pose, if I just died right there, I'd be in heaven. I'm like, you wouldn't be in heaven. I guarantee you that's not where you're going. And how sick is that? It's a sport to live for, not to die for. You know, and it's, just, it's sad that some people, you know, like myself i never thought that way but i thought sick things and i've done sick things to myself that you value something more than you do your own life you know and and just the love that you have from your loved ones and your family so you know again just having my little company flex Wheeler signature series and then my hemp company that you know i'm not going to be long-winded with, but um they chased me around at the Arnold last year and I, come on. I, you know, I lost my leg. I, I've had every company or you know, their cousin send me him, you know, 5,000 milligrams, 10,000 milligrams. And, you know, none of them work. So I just lost my belief and this guy is like selling this hemp to me. I was like, come on, man, get out of here. And I'm having my security push him away. And finally he caught me one-on-one and, and I'm not, I'm not wired where I can just like tell a person no to their face. And, um, we sat there and we talked, and you know, he sp- he served for the special forces uh, for England. He's like, man, I poured every penny, I poured my my pension, everything, my kids' money, everything into this because I believed in it. <sighs> now you got me because I just did that, and I know what that's like. So we sat and we talked, and you know, he just wanted me to try. It. I'm like, listen, this, man, I'm gonna be honest. I, I this stuff don't work. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what you pushing, but he's like. Flex, just try it. Just take it. Just try it. You know, here. And I'm like, no, I got the three that you left every day before. You know, <laughs> I don't want to like keep taking your product. I know it costs money. You know, and I had no intentions on using it. And I, I end up hurting my back in a hotel. And then I put on, and I, I was like, okay, what does he really have in here? <laughs> Come on, because CBD don't work. You know, it don't work. You know, Icy Hot works better than CBD. And I kept trying it, and uh, it was that time last uh, last year uh, after the Honor Classic uh, UK. You guys can r- probably remember. I was flying back home, but it was a time that that Instagram, Facebook, and uh, everything went down. It was just nothing. And I'm trying to text him on a plane to let him know that it works. And I, you know, so I get home and he calls me. He's like, man, he's like in tears. He goes, "Wow, you're one of the ones that didn't work for." Him. I'm like, no, no, no. I go, "You just got to give me a couple more weeks." I don't understand. You know, because, listen, I'm on the strongest opiates on the planet, and they don't bring me relief. And this is bringing me some relief. I go, so I just got to wrap my brain around it. But anyway, long story short, I actually bought into the company. I'm one of the partners awesome. of the company because it's it just, when when you when you deal with chronic pain like mine, when you when you, when you you deal with pain that, that, that triggers you to want to take your life, because you know it's never going to go away, and I stay... Like the last two days, I was at a level 10, and I just stayed at home just like in a fetal position, just sobbing because I could drug myself out on on opiates, but I'm just drugged out. And I don't want to play with those too much because, you know, they didn't kill Superman before, you know. Um, But, you know, so... Is it your leg flex? Yeah, just my my leg. I don't even really talk about my arm anymore, but my arm is tremendously atrophied. And when they were trying to save my leg, they put a stent in my my chest, it goes all the way down to my leg. And I was a blood supply and it blew while I was in the hospital. So I almost bled out. So I didn't know it, but blood and nerves and tissue don't get along. You know, I'm just thinking like the human body, it's all yeah. over the place, you know, but you know, your nerves are protected by this thin film and nothing never touches it. So when it blew out, I lost full use of my right arm, my my thumb, these these two um, my thumb, my finger, they stay at like a six all day, just a tingling feeling. I couldn't write for like over a year. You know, I lost my whole bicep and everything like that. But um, it's from nerve damage. And 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 now um, they actually kind of, you know, jokingly say, we should have just took your leg the first time instead of all the surgeries because all the surgeries is the reason why you have nerve damage now because we kept going in and cutting everything. So, But just being able to have a product that, that you know, and I don't, I don't lie to nobody you know my my pain is just like different um and if I'm at like at a ten, it might bring me down to a, a eight or a seven, but that'll change my life if that's enough to keep me from the bad thoughts, then wow, so again, just being able to have something to give people that actually really works you know i don't I don't care you know and we've wow we've done incredibly well in a year of good grief our growth we now just got accepted Why we can sell in the United States. And, man, we got some, some massive power behind us. I can't, I can't say this yet, but one of the richest persons in the world has contacted us and wanted to do business because they've seen how, how well it works. And it's like one of the richest men in the world. So, But, great, you know, again, I, I just want to pay my bills and be happy. But more so, man, I'm sure you've heard it before, Jay. Someone has walked up to you and told you that you saved their life. Over and over. There's no money. There's no car. There's no girl. There's nothing that's going to make you feel no like No Olympia
0: that. trophy. I have the Olympia trophies. I have the sandals. I tell people all the time they're sitting here, you know, <laughs> all these accolades on the walls. You know, after you win them and you look at them for a while and it's like, okay, what meaning does it have besides history? Like the actual people reaching out and being like, you actually I'm changed a, their life. And I ask, I ask everyone, I say, do you remember the day you made the decision to change your life? Especially the weight loss people, right? Yeah, and they remember these. Oh, yeah, they thing. do. It.
1: Always, yeah. Stuff like that, or or you know, um, I've had people walk up to me and show me their tattoo, and they have a tattoo of me, and I'm like, or you know, meet my son and my daughter. You know, their name, name is Flex. Flex. <laughs> you know, or my my, and I'm my like, dogs. My
0: dogs' names Cutler. Yeah, you know how many times <laughs> I got that. But <laughs>
1: come on, man there's no amount of money there's there's no greater gar- gratitude to have that you can change someone' direction the ripple effect of that is just that's godlike and, and and i understand when someone says that to me it's not me it's 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 whatever power that he allowed me to have for them just to see a glimmer of that and and you know I know this has been a long podcast, and I'll, I'll end it on my behalf. You guys can continue with me, but it really, that epiphany really hit me. I was with my daughter, Pearl, and we were back in Morgan Hill, and I was sitting at in and out I love in and out like you do. Yeah, of course. You know that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, and, you know, we always can tell, right, when someone's trying to make an approach to us. You know, they, you know they're standing hey, at we it. We can a always can tell. Away, yeah. Yeah. So we have a choice. You know, me – I make eye contact with them. I'm like, just so they know, hey, it's okay to come over. You know, yeah. if I don't make contact, I might not be in a good mood. I might kind of smile and look down, but <laughs> I always try to make contact because I want to make them feel like, like, like I would want to feel if I wanted to walk up to somebody who I thought helped me or up greatness. So anyway, um, you know, this guy made his way over and he's like, you know, and he's telling me about what I mean to him and he didn't know that I came from the same area as him and everything and I'm sitting there. I used to always say, you know, Thank you. But it it dawned on me like, man, who are you? You're constantly trying to kill yourself. You have no self-esteem. You have no belief in yourself. You have no self-value. How can you change anyone's life? Wow. So it must be him. Just a millisecond that he's allowed... To see his greatness through my eyes, someone else sees that, and that triggers that effect. Mm-hmm. And at that point on, I just always just, I have to give praise to him. Because he's Alpha and Omega. You know, it's, 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 it's like, J.S., you had a son, and, and your son just grew up to do
3: greatness.
1: And he profoundly listened to you because you did greatness. Mm-hmm. You're a reflection in his eyes. And everyone who sees them and sees what is doing, what that person is doing is a reflection of what you gave them. And that's what my dad did. You know, my father in heaven. So, but it's the greatest feeling in the world. You know, changing someone's life. So, I mean, our trophies get dusty. You know, we get dusty. We get old. We're not even an, I'm not even a figment of what I used to be. And to have someone come up to you and recognize you and respect you. Come on, man. You can't pay for that.
0: Yeah, you've seen it a lot.
2: I, see, I see it a lot because when we travel a lot of times. I'm so you're on the perimeter
1: the watching a person trying to make their I'm watching and it. watching a whole thing unfold. course. The but yeah. a lot of times
2: what happens is if he's standing there with somebody, I stand towards the front and kind of you know deviate when people come in and out, and the people will tell me their stories. Mm. And they'll be in tears, and you're just like, oh, okay, how do I not – and then, but it's not me. They're just telling me. Yeah. And a lot of times they're telling me because they're so nervous. They probably won't even get to him to be able they're, to tell. They're him. so nervous that they say it to me to get those nerves out of the way. And sometimes I'll hear these stories and I'm like, shit, man, how do I fucking, yeah. Like, this is and then they go tell him and then the next person tells me. Yeah. So I'm always in the parameter seeing these things and hearing it's them. Very as well. draining, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but you know what? We we we're on a platform, but I'm gonna. I had to force him to do this podcast. He didn't want to do it, and he's like, "You know, no one wants to listen to me, whatever." and now people approach him and say, "I listen to you guys, okay. so you kind of hear that, and you don't then it, it, I think it's really motivated you now to continue and More. push and okay. see i I know my lane when we talked about that yeah I'm
2: not in front of the camera, I don't need accolades, I don't need attention, I need nothing. I know what I do, and I'm good at what I do. He thinks that. So, well, yeah, I could be <laughs> terrible. But I never wanted to be in this spot right. because I'd rather have you and him or someone else here. So I've always, I don't know, what and that, that could be making an insecurity or something where you feel like you're not good enough. But I've realized I know him as good as anyone in the world, and I know I can feed, he can feed off me because even when we leave here, there isn't a day we don't speak or talk or text all day throughout the day. So... It's more comfortable with him for me, and yeah. I'm becoming more comfortable in growing as a person there. as yourself. I, I haven't done an interview on anything in one interview. He in refuses yeah, when, when, it. But, but a Matt, decade. you, you got So that's so. selfishness.
1: It, it could yeah, no, it, 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 it's it's yeah. it's a bit of selfishness. It, com-
0: selfishness or selflessness. It's
1: it's selfishness because, but it's born from you just don't feel you have a value right and you don't feel you know its it, it is it, it doesn't have to be deep as root as mine is yeah. but you don't feel that you know you've already said it who wants to listen to me yeah so you you've already spoken into existence what's really going on to you i'm yeah. i'm just a guy behind i'm i'm the guy that i'm the puppet maker i'm the guy that helps yeah. a guy who beat a star but what you have to understand is Matt is how powerful that is mm-hmm. and you don't you're saying mm-hmm, but you you hear me me and you have had conversations of we before have. Okay, you know, um, (laughs) and and you know I don't I don't let you get away with it, and you respect that, and you wouldn't let me get away with it if the the tables were turned. But that power that you have is amazing, Mm -hmm. uh, is amazing, and and you don't understand or see it. But how many people want to be in that position, and you can inspire that person who thinks, oh, well, I have this ability and I have this talent, but. Who would want to work with me? Yeah. Who you want to hear from me? We all have our strengths. See, I, I have that, but I just don't put it out there publicly. But if you don't. No. Yeah. Okay, Jay, no, he's good. Jay, he, Jay has everything he has. What if he doesn't put it out there publicly?
0: Yeah. I no, no, don't, no, 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 no. Hear, me. hear me out. There's a lot I what, don't do, though. Right what, there, what, I feel. what
1: would he be? If he didn't put himself yeah. out there publicly, where would Jay be right now? No, I get that. No, no, no. Where would he be? I'm not sure. He I wouldn't know. be anywhere. Yeah. He'd be doing a normal job. Somewhere. How many, how many Mr. Olympias out there yeah. who didn't market themselves and to do what Jay done to make themselves successful? So the title just don't get you there. Of course, he did the work and he put himself out there. Yeah. So only because of that is he he's recouping those benefits because yeah. he put himself out there. I get. So I if mean, you I mean, if you don't put yourself out there, how could you inspire the other potential great people? It's true. Or people who actually had the potential, we would hope that have even better, greater ability than you do of going out there and helping people
2: reach their potential?
1: How do they find out? How do they know?
2: And for me, me doing this is yeah. me taking a step. There you know? go. So, so I did because yeah. for years, people hit me up all the time. We come on my podcast universe. No, 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 no. I don't yeah. want to. I know my. I'll stick to my lane, but me doing this I'm becoming more comfortable with it. Yeah. So and it you is be. it is a, it, it sounds it's a an way, It's a, it's a it's a therapy it, to a certain degree. It's an evolution. Where it's I'm an evolution. I'm becoming more comfortable to speak because I hate public speaking. I don't I do it too. I and do too. I'm getting better. I seriously it. I do. I hate it.
0: I'm well, uncomfortable. You came on this podcast.
1: It's kind of like, you know, I've always said I'm 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 the world I consider myself one of the world's greatest chameleons. Cuz I know me, but I know the projection I have to put out. Yeah. Right? Um, I hate it. I hate being in public. Um, you know, I feel like I'm going to trip over my shoes. I, I, anywhere I'm at, I don't care if I'm in a store, I'm conscious. Am I standing up straight? Am I walking straight? Who's looking at me? That's, those are my thoughts, even more so now uh, being an amputee. Yeah. Um, those are my thoughts. It's just purely my insecurity, but I know I can't project that. You know, I, I know how I feel when I walked on, on stage that they called me out first in the first call out. I'd walk out there like this, but. That ain't how I felt. I'm telling myself, good damn it, they're going to figure out I don't belong here. Yeah. I, I always wonder when, when they're going to call me up and come take my trophy because they made a mistake. You know, um, but I knew I couldn't project that. So if I walked out and I act uh, that, that Flex Wheeler character and you've seen that versus me walking out going like this.
0: Yeah, of course. You cocky. I'm sitting in a whole different. You are cocky, dude. <laughs> that's okay. You got to be.
1: I, I, had, I had to be to defend Kenny Wheeler. And you know what? Who gives an F about the guy next door or the girl next door? If you don't present yourself like you're bigger than life, then how do you attract that? It's simple as that. We've seen it. You've seen it in Phil. We've seen it in girls. Wow, girl's a knockout. She could be a supermodel, but she don't believe in herself. Yeah, she's just normal. And she carries on her normal life because of that. You know, you've seen it in Phil. We can see it. We can look at a person like, wow, they have greatness in them. Yeah. Now it's what do you do about it? If you don't put yourself out there, you'll be the greatest secret
2: that ever wasn't. Mm-hmm. You gotta put that. yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. But, but you know what though, I, I put my I put myself out there in small spurts. I'm doing it more. And I do and I do realize that I have a lot of knowledge and experience that people don't have. And I do put it out there. I I choose who to who to help and who to do it with yeah. for the time You gotta be selective. It's but draining. A, oh. If you have (laughs) training, oh no, I do. You know, I, I, I
1: I know. Stan was, uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, complimenting me with Stan uh, with uh, with Andrew, and he's like, "Flex," he goes, "I know you're tired." He goes, "I know how much you put." He goes, "You you you have no no other way." Yeah, he goes, "I know you're dead tired," and he was like, "No, don't go." You know, uh, don't go to uh, Texas. Andrew begged me. He's like, "Please, Flex, don't come." You know, he goes, I'm not going to be able to relax because I know you're hurting. You know, you, you just you barely been on the hospital a week. He goes, I'm, I'm going to be more focused on you than than, than, than the show. And then um, um, my uh, great partner, I wouldn't be able to do this without George. Uh, he's like, Flex, he goes, please, brother, don't come. Yeah. I'm like, I got to be there, man. You know, I know he's going to win. It's our first one. It's, you know, yeah. and he's like, Flex, you will be there. Everybody knows what You'll you're will be at done. the next one. Huh?
2: You'll be at the next yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll all be there. And I, I was like, <laughs>
1: sorry, I'm sorry. I had already bought my flight. You know, I was looking at hotels. I'm like, sorry, I'm coming. And Jory goes, okay, let me put it like this. You know, when you're on a plane and they say put on your mask before you put on your loved one's mask or your child's mask, he goes, you have to protect yourself first in order to protect Andrew. And if you don't put on your mask first, you can cause him to stumble and fall. And then I remember Andrew's words, bro, if you come, I'm gonna be more focused on you than my show. Mm-hmm. And I just, it still kills me to this day and I know I made the right mistake, but
2: I'm like, I'm being
1: selfish if I show up
2: now, cause it's about me, yeah. not about him. But think of it like this, you're gonna get to see him walk across the Arnold stage in Europe. Yeah, and, oh, that's, no, no, and no. that's where, and listen, that's where you made your, I mean, obviously it's a different stage in Ohio, yeah. but yeah. you made your big marks on that stage. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, so, and that's what he kept saying. But they both were like, bro, this is nothing. You're going to be at the biggest one, you know. So and you'll be at he goes in no matter what. We'll be at the Olympia. So I'm like, you know. But again, all that's irrelevant. The truth is what it boiled down to. And I had to look in the mirror and tell myself, is not, dude. You want to be there because of you. Not because of him. Because they're already telling you what formula they need. Yeah. And if you go against that, then you're just, it's about you. It's about you wanting to be on stage, about you and you know, potentially other athletes who burned you. You didn't get that recognition. Yeah. You know, and he's like, Don't worry about it, you know, everybody's gonna know, everybody knows already. So I had to swallow my pride and say, Hey, you know, why are you really doing this? Is it all about you? Is it is it about him? Like you had your shot. Now's your chance of trying to give other people their shot and trying to prove to other potential athletes that I'm I'm one of those guys, you know, that I believe but it's training, And I'm so tired when I'm done uh you know even like at events people don't get it when we're at events you know you have to meet each person at their energy level or else they walk away disenchanted and they'll for the rest of their life like oh jay yeah man i shook his hand he didn't even look at me you know he didn't he didn't even say two words they don't know whether your dog got killed your your cat got run over whatever they don't care it's that three seconds of life that they get to meet you that changes everything
2: mm-hmm. yeah. so
1: wow this is a good podcast how long
2: we go? I don't know. We've been going for over two hours. God. I gotta I gotta get into that one. All right, hour so I want to finish
0: this though. I do want to finish uh talk talk about the navigator before we hang out Oh,
2: you know what's funny? So I was telling Jay this. You don't remember you know that the, remember your navigator the first time Yes. the first time How do you I met know about you? it. What? 01 USA, I was out and me and Dexter are walking through and he goes, We're gonna go ride with Flex. And I was, I was gonna I was emailing you because I wanted to buy your navigator with all the stars on it. Wow. So me, I, you, and Flex in Vegas, and and I know you're going to remember this now, so we're driving around the corner, and you're on the phone, and you're like, where are you at? Okay, we go around the corner, and Victor Martinez is sitting at a bus stop with a blue shirt on because he partied <sighs> for three days straight, yeah. and you picked him yeah. up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, are you kidding that was, me? That was the first time I met you in person. You know what's so sad? I wish I would have <laughs> sold you my navigator because times are really hard for me then. I don't know why that guy tricked my car out. This company West coast, <laughs> something just did it all for me yeah. and everything. And then it ended up getting repossessed.
2: Really? God, yeah. but that, was, that was funny in the back of my head. I'm going, I'm driving around Vegas. It was my first time in Vegas, me, Dexter and you, and we go find Victor and he's, <laughs> yeah it was just before my <laughs> kidney
1: transplant <laughs> yeah. i remember yeah. and uh and it's crazy i'm such a nice guy i didn't even put the car in the garage because i knew they were looking for it they kept calling me and you know i'm struggling because i know i'm gonna have to have kidney surgery uh, transplant and they're telling me i'm not gonna make it and and the guy comes to repossess the car and he knocks on the door and he goes you give me the keys and i'm like no
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know and I it's on air right so I set it all the way down thinking he can't tow it away and he freaks out there for like five hours and I look out the window and I keep glancing I, I'm a retired officer I knew I could have told him get off of my property and I didn't next thing you know he airs a car up and he's driving away with.
0: I'm like <laughs> <laughs> see you could have bought this and saved yeah. it.
2: i could have said you said something and you were like yeah yeah i might be selling it and you know just email me i was like oh okay and i thought well My fuck gosh. man i need an suv and then i was like what the hell this that is on the other side of the country so i just remember up. i just remember it had stars and stars painted all over the side i remember
1: and <laughs> i asked him i go why 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 stars he goes well first flex he goes i'm investing over 100 grand in it so i'm gonna do what i want i go yes sir you know and he goes I go it looks like a porn star you know it's like because it was like stars being ripped off of it. and he made this like uh this uh this front grill that had stars and it had my name remember, in it everything yeah. like that and that thing was so wickedly tripped out and he goes no I like stars I'm I'm a Dallas fan I'm like I'm a Raider fan he goes it's my money I'm like yes sir
2: That's funny. i forgot what like cuz i was going to i asked you how much and you told me how much and i was like Fuck! I got that much in cash in my <laughs> safe. It
1: alone. wasn't probably yeah. a lot. It probably said probably, I probably said something around like seventy grand or. something. I don't remember what
0: it was because I brought a bunch seven. of money to gamble in jeez. Vegas that weekend. amazing now, if seventy grand don't buy shit. You know, jeez. Remember, <laughs> I mean, my truck was. You're, on.
1: you're a Mercedes guy, a BMW guy. I remember back when we, when I first was buying Mercedes. You know, you spend. Like $100,000, hundred and twenty maybe yeah. you get everything. Yeah, yeah. you can buy one hundred and twenty thousand Mercedes now, and a well be freaking a Kia. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't get no bells, no whistles, no nothing. And you know what's man. crazy?
2: You can buy a Kia for fifty thousand with all the bells and whistles. Freaking <laughs> I,
1: when I was, you know, because I, I doing you know really bad for a long time on my health problems, and you know, I was saving my chips, and actually I was driving around in Stan's one of Stan's employees' car because he was so successful as a businessman. Um, he bought all the people who couldn't afford to get the work. He, he bought them Kia's and then he allowed them to pay him off What brilliant, smart, right? You got great employees now. So he kept one just from immobilia. And, um, you know, my car broke down and, you know, this is when I'm training and he's paying me, you know, a ridiculous amount of money. He's paying me my full rate, uh, which was $500 an hour. Um, he's training with me twice a day and he's paying for somebody else twice a day. And we become, like, incredible friends. I'm like, I can't take your money anymore. He goes, uh, this is business. This isn't pleasure. This is business. You know, keep our friendship out of it. And I'm like, wow. So he goes, hey, you know, just use my Kia. So I'm driving on his Kia for, like, you know, a couple of years. And I'm so embarrassed because I'm driving around in a beat-up Kia. And I, I see the Jag and everything. And I'm pricing cars up. I just can't afford a Mercedes no more. And I'm not going to, you know, buy the lower end when I'm like, 170, 160, you know and I, I see the jag and everything and i'm like you know for all the bells and whistles things like 115 and has everything I'm like good grief and it's a different body style so it's just crazy but now i i remember i bought a kia before the kia 700 remember lebron yeah. the james used to market it yeah that thing is wicked man it's got a
2: yeah that thing's got like a 500 horsepower engine and
1: it but it just has everything the sleet, seats slide back the heat at the the back seats move yeah, and stuff yeah. like <laughs> that you know auto stop and all that stuff but Times have just changed. You,
2: you know, know, know what I've learned with vehicles? Because you know, when you travel a lot, you just rent cars a lot. And yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, what is this? You get a Hyundai, yeah. and you're thinking, Hyundai is a piece of shit. No. And then you drive it, and you're like, it's got cooled seats. It's got massage seats, my Bluetooth. What like, is it? The, the auto... Uh, Autopilot. Auto, Autopilot, yeah. And in these cars, you're like, yo, this thing's thirty grand, and it has the same options as a $150,000 Mercedes. Or some of the this options that you grand. can't get. Yeah, 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 There was one that we drove that when you speak in the front... It picks up your voice and plays it in speakers in back. So Damn. if you have kids in back, so they can you hear you clearly. Me. It's the, the Kia SUV. Are I'm you like, kidding me? What the hell oh, is this? Dang. But, Even like a beautiful, I, I'm, I keep
1: thinking of getting at uh, the Tesla because I'm like, you know, my, my next car. You know, I know yeah. we're pulling away from gas yeah. and it's so expensive and everything. And I, I remember when that first came out because I was still living in San Jose and it had it on display and everything. And I was like, wow, oh, you could walk into the back seat without stooping down um and now they have so variants of it right you know with horsepower his and stuff is, like that his is
2: the ridiculous one i'm sure of course come because, on this you, is... you go go drive it once you push on the gas and your freaking brain like, oh no you, you i, almost, I uh, almost pass out
1: my uh, the charger i mean my 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 uh my uh my jag okay. has a little bit of work done to it but it's a naturally uh supercharger twin supercharger and i did a little work to it so it's pretty fast for a heavy car and i race everything like um you know uh, mustangs Hellcats uh, and everything, I'm like get out of here, son. So uh, this Tesla was next to me, and you know he glanced over, at me and I'm like, you don't want it, you know. So I just kind of click over in a race mode, just in case. And I explode, and like before I'm even past law, like you know the the walk lane is two lanes, right? You know, there's the first and you know second lane, and you walk in between. Before I got to the second, he was so far <laughs> gone, and his car was all over the place because it's four wheel drive, but he can't. I'm like.
2: Good and God it and it, pro- and it wasn't this one because no. it wasn't that's the only one that he, when yeah, Jake got yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was like, wow. But I, I, it's crazy. Technology now is just ridiculous. And I'll just stick to my truck. <laughs>
2: it's I'm, just simple.
1: I'm just thinking. I don't know. You're not simple. I've seen your jewelry. Don't lie. Listen, <laughs> talking he's talking about <laughs> trucks, but ask him about the jewelry he has, and I, the collector's item he has. So the point is we spend money on what we want to spend money on. Yeah, Right. Don't yeah, well, we appreciate you, dude, for coming yeah, on. We know your time
0: it. is restrictive, and uh, we live, look forward more. to seeing you uh, hey, all of succeed, our succeed uh, more, uh, business, life, and uh, and happiness and wellness, man. We hope you uh, stay healthy. And-
1: Thank you so much, Jay, for having me on your show. Um, you know, you know how I feel about you. Uh, I have so much respect for you and what you've done. You inspire me. You inspire millions, and, and I'm one of those millions. Thank you for what you're doing, and. Uh, continue blazing, tra- setting tracks and trends so uh, people like myself can be inspired and dream that we can do it. You know,
3: from your humble beginnings and everything. Keep spreading that knowledge, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate you. Thanks.